Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Episode 230 of the Upper Bowl Podcast. It is Super Bowl week. We have a loaded show for you. I am so happy it's Super Bowl week. It's Eagles Chiefs. This is your Super Bowl. Media week has been out coming out the yin-yang. Oh, my Lord. We have NBA trade deadline today. We'll talk about that. We've guessed the lines, the final edition of that before. We take go on hiatus before the NFL season comes back around in 2023. So Clyde will be on the show. We have a loaded show for you. We have Tony Bruno live at Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. And we have Carolina Panthers tight end and former Carolina Panthers tight end and Florida Gators and Temple University legend Colin Thompson from Not For Long Media. He's on the show this week. He is live down in Key West, Florida. So we get to talk with him a little bit about Super Bowl and just not for long media and everything. I was super excited to have him on the podcast. Finally, he's been a big a big um, white whale for us to come on. So I'm excited that he's finally had some time to come on from his busy schedule, talk Super Bowl week and just everything in between. Uh, but I must start off with the NBA trade deadline. It is today. It ends at 3 o'clock. Kevin Durant, first off, Kevin Durant from the clouds. Woj from the clouds. Kevin Durant is now a Phoenix Sun He's got traded to the Suns last night at 1 a.m. Eastern. So probably like midnight <laughs> Arizona time. Kevin Durant is now a my as now uh, a Phoenix Sun, which is I think it was the craziest deal. I did not see that coming at all. I knew that he asked for a trade last year during the summertime, but wow, I was really I was really just surprised that it finally happened and stuff. I was just really surprised that it finally happened. Was, I think it's a new, the big three of Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. That's a very likable big three. And I, I will say this. The Suns are going. My buddy said this to me, Eric Bly. The Suns are going to the, the NBA Finals. He doesn't care who's in the way. The Suns are going to the NBA Finals, and he does not care. This is like the big. This is a big deal for the Suns. I think this is, the big, this is the, one of the biggest stars that came to the Phoenix Suns since Charles Barkley. This is awesome to see for the Phoenix Suns organization as they have a new ownership of Matt of Matt Ishiba, who's from who used to play for Michigan State back in the day. 
So I'm happy to see that. So this is a deal that went down. Phoenix Suns are, are traded Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks a twenty and with a 2028 pick swap for Durant and TJ Warren. TJ Warren, Suns legend from back in the day when the Suns were just horrendous. That that deal went down because Matt Matt Ishiba was pushed to get the deal done tonight. So the Phoenix Suns of you, of the Valley of the Sun. I think it's the only good team right now in the city of Phoenix right now. The Diamondbacks are meh. The Cardinals are meh. They can't figure out a head coach yet. But the Phoenix Suns making a stamp of a, like, we're going for it during Super Bowl week, which is home in Arizona right now between the Eagles and the Cardinals. They are stealing all the headlines right now, in my opinion, because this is a big deal that's happening right now for the Suns, which is crazy to see. Also to happen, Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks from Brooklyn. So Brooklyn just totally blew it up, which I did not see coming at all. was really surprised about. I was like, holy shit. We could say this. New York is now a Knicks town again because the Knicks are the Knicks are here. As many people say, the Knicks are here. The Knicks are back. The Nets are going back down. Even the funny thing is the Nets are like the four, they're like the five seed right now. And they're about to lose, they're about to lose out and go all the way back down to the being a franchise again since they have no stars now. That happened last night. Russell Westbrook got traded to the Utah Jazz and got bought out. D'Angelo Russell, former number two overall pick for the Lakers, he gets traded back to the Lakers with some other players. It's a big three-team trade for Utah, Minnesota, and um, and the Lakers. So trade deadline is already crazy. Pat Riley needs to do something for the Heat right now. Though they won last night against the Indiana Pacers, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, but they need to do something, honestly. So NBA trade line is here. Um, Clyde and I will talk about that during the trade line and everything, everything else breaks during guest lines and stuff. So get ready for that. Um, it's Super Bowl week, so we might as well talk about it. Radio Row has been crazy, I've been told by people. It's literally like of the memes of who's who's Joe's Mon- Joe Montana was on Radio Row, LeGarrette Blunt, which is cool. Tony Bruno's the Tony Bruno show on with no filter has been there the whole time talking about everything that's going on with the yin yang, everything, all the crazy stories, all the people, the Bleacher Brothers from that buddies of mine are out there as well with Duncan Dad and everybody. They're all there talking to many people. It's literally crazy how much stuff is going out in phoenix arizona nfl wise jalen hurts saying he was like during the media availability on monday is like cool very chill very composed and everything i was like i look at it as like he is not phased at all about the super bowl at all it's a big game he's playing the biggest games at all in college i cannot wait for this game he is um he's very like pulling the jordan-esque of like yeah it's a big game i know i want to be cool calm collected be cool as a cucumber, and I'm trying to win this game. And I personally can't wait and um about this team, especially on Sunday and stuff. It's it's literally gonna be a great matchup and stuff. So um, Hassan Reddick was on to talk about it. I think he's the most underappreciated defensive lineman right now, Cohen in the NFL. And he was played at Temple. It was a high first round pick by the Arizona, like a, it was a top twenty pick by the Arizona Cardinals, and he got traded for the by the to the Panthers and stuff. He's play with Matt Rule and stuff. It's literally crazy how much of a star he has become ever since he signed up for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is getting after the quarterback. He's putting hits on the QB and everything. So it's great to see the D- e- Hassan Reddick's become a star. It's literally crazy. I was like, this is the, the one week of everything. It's like, holy Christ. The 
this is the final weekend of football and it's the Super Bowl. And like for me, it's like the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I, st- I still get chills about it all the time. I was like, damn, Eagles are in the, fo- in the Super Bowl and I have one more game to watch and see. And they have to go up against Patty Mahomes and Andy Reid, who I've watched pretty much take the Eagles from like being a dysfunctional organization to be the most gold standard of NFL franchises, we must say anyway. So, which is cr- awesome to say anyway. So, Shout out. This is going to be a fun matchup. Um, we have Tony Bruno and Colin Thompson. Let's throw it to Tony Bruno as we talk Super Bowl week and everything. Tony Bruno from the No Filter Network, formerly of Fox Sports Radio, formerly of Sporting News Radio. Recurring guest. We've had it on since episode 100. It only felt honored since it is Super Bowl week. We talked to the legend himself, Tony Bruno. Whoosh. Welcome to the conversation part of the Upper World Podcast. It is Super Bowl week. We're at the Upper World Podcast faux radio row. It's Eagles Chiefs. There's storylines coming up to Ying Yang. And who else help us break down the Super Bowl than the host of the Tony Bruno show that you can watch, interact on nofilter.com. The legendary Tony Bruno. Tony, how are we doing on this beautiful day? We even had you on since episode 100, by the way. So it's, I, I got to give where, myself where, what one What episode of are we up to now? We are up at 200. And 29 of the Upper Bowl podcast. Wait a minute. I was on episode 100 and you blew me off for 129 subsequent shows. I didn't blow you off. I, I like to keep the, the episodes fresh. I don't like going back to everyone right away. So <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a wait, 126. So is that once a week? We're at once a week now. Yeah. Once and twice a week occasionally. So that means two years and you don't like to rotate guests until every two years. <laughs> you can is that guess. what you're telling me right now. <laughs> Not, I don't try to, but you're always busy, and I always like I always move in. You're in a, an RV. I kind of like, you know what? No, I, I'm busting your chops, man. I know. I, I always like to say, if Tony's got good internet, we'll let him back on, anyways. And finally, Tony's got good internet. Thank you're you. Damn right, Florida. we do. We needed a hurricane to get our, our our internet here in Florida up to date. Of course, I'm on the other side of Florida in Arizona for Radio Row and Super Bowl week, and I'm ready. At least I'm going from good weather to good weather. It's, it's going great, like from it's, Philly to Minnesota, you know, out there, you know, it was like the Arctic, but it, you know, it was fun. It's fun to go to different places. Yeah, definitely. I always say it was, I, I went to week five for Eagles Cardinals and there's a lot of Eagle fans out there. I think there's gonna be a lot of Eagle fans and Chiefs fans at this game because it's a great destination city for the Super Bowl. Am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you know, all the, you know, the things that they did is the NFL, obviously, when they went to Minnesota, they put they gave them a Super Bowl because they built a new stadium indoor. Mm-hmm. And they could play a game indoors up there. And it's a beautiful stadium. Same thing with Detroit. You know, when Detroit got a, well, I got a dome stadium. They gave them a Super Bowl. And so New York didn't have a dome stadium, but they gave them one because the NFL headquarters is there and all the corporate sponsors were there. And so the corporate sponsors didn't have to leave New York. They just went across the bridge to New Jersey and went and, you know, enjoyed the luxury suites there. So I don't have a problem with that, but we're going to be in a rotation now where you're going to have Phoenix. You're going to have New Orleans. Now you have Vegas and LA, you know, which two were two cities that they didn't use because the NFL didn't have LA for a long time. Yeah. And before that, they had the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl, which weren't really modern day, you know, super box laden 
facilities. They just held a lot of people. And so now with the L.A. stadium and with the Vegas stadium, you know, L.A. and Vegas are going to be in the mix. And then they'll have New Orleans in there and Tampa, Miami probably as well. And so, you know, they'll they'll try to keep it in in cities, you know, where the winter is not going to affect the paying customers going there and not enjoying themselves. You know what I mean? Definitely. I, I, I always say my, my top five, I always, we don't like to do lists on this show, but whenever I do, we have to do it. It is Arizona number one, two Miami, Tampa three, New Orleans four. And um, I will say I'm going to put Vegas at five because it's going to be the most b- bonanza one of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Vegas is the perfect place because people were going to Vegas before they had the Raiders move there. Yeah. They were going there just to watch the games. So Super Bowl week in Vegas is just as big, if not bigger than Super Bowl week in the cities where they're played. Because the one thing about being in Vegas for Super Bowl week, you can bet every day. Now, you can bet every day now, too, online with all the apps, except here in Florida, of course, yeah. where people live in Florida and can't bet. But, you know, being in Arizona, I can now use my DraftKings account there because, uh, you know, they, they allow it. So <clears throat> the bottom line is Vegas. People go there. There's shows. There's everything else. And if you're not just there for football, you know, you can enjoy it. You don't have to be there the whole week. They go. You go in for the weekend. That's where Charles Barkley and all the high rollers go. Yeah. They don't go to the Super Bowl city. They go to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. That's what Vince Vaughn would say. Exactly. Um, I, before we get down to the Super Bowl, we got to let's do some business with um, Tom Brady is officially retired in the NFL. We can officially story, though, in the world of Holly, even Hollywood was acknowledging Tom Brady's retirement announcement. He did realize he. Yeah. Ted, too. He was the star of Ted, too. So now Ted, too, actor. Tom Brady also has retired, although I think he's going to be in more movies just because he's not going to do any more Ted sequels. Tom Brady, there's a movie about Tom Brady out right now. I know it's like 80, the 80, the girls are in, in their oh, 80s to see TV 12. 80 for 12. I mean, it looks horrific. I mean, when you've got <laughs> Hanoi Jane and all of these other old chicks who used to be hot at one point, and it happens to all of us. Yeah. You know, guys who were hot at one time, they get old and they fade. And so now you've got Jane Fonda. And all of these old chicks wearing Tom Brady jerseys in a movie. I mean, seriously, women who women would rather go see Magic Mike's Last Dance if they're going to go to the movies and see a bunch of old chicks watching a movie pretending that they know who Tom Brady and Gronk is. Am I right? I, I'm right. Or watch <laughs> Milf Manor on TLC at least. <laughs> I've never seen. I've seen the preview. Is Milf Manor any good? Are there it, any real milfs in there? It's all milfs. It's the storyline is crazy. The Learning Channel is is crazy now. It is must see TV, by the way. Milf Manor, man. I've been there a couple times, but I don't know if it's the same place. I don't think so either. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's it's a it's it's a it's it's a good car crash show next to Below Deck. That's on Bravo. Is it better than the Housewives of like Potomac and all these other? Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to call them names because, you know, they're kind of hot for old Jersey. And I actually yeah. worked for, funny enough, I knew a radio show host in Connecticut. Her her sister was on the Real Housewives of New York anyways, and they always had cameras whenever they came up to go see her and stuff, which was wild. Beautiful, man. I, I got to watch Milf Manor. Yes, you know, I remember the Milf Hunter. When I lived in L.A., there was a guy who had a, his own porn series called the Milf Hunter. Yeah, you know, almost some you know, average-looking white dude from Canada who would come down and, and go around and meet women, and somehow they would immediately get them into their apartments and have sex with them. I think that's I mean, milf you know, I mean, trip that's, also. That, that milf, there was the milf hunter. And I'm thinking, dude, it's that easy? 
And then when I moved to L.A., I realized it really isn't that easy, but it wasn't for that far off. You know what I mean? No. When I would be roaming around on docks, you know, with with, the, with guys who are trying to pick up women to be in porn movies. You know or, you I mean? can, or you just be on MILF trip anyways. That's where they that's a new thing right now. There's What's MILF, Hunter, MILF trip. MILF trip. Yes, MILF trip is a Are there crazy flights one. for that? Do I need a reservation? <laughs> First class is always can open get, seating. <laughs> can I get in the VIP? Is there a champagne room? I mean, there, come on. There is one, and it's, it has your name all over it. It's red velvet rope. But and remember, but remember, kids, there's no sex in the champagne room. No, there's not. <laughs> but Tom Brady's officially retired. We can officially close the book on all the top end quarterbacks from the early 2000s to now, which was we could say it's the greatest decade of quarterbacking of all time, right? No doubt about it. And, you know, and the other thing is there's, there's a bunch of young guys now, you yeah. know, who are moving up and you look at the list and there's the NFL's fortunate, man. There's a lot of good. And, you know, the great thing is that college football, you know, the teams that used to run wishbones and all of these college offenses are now running more pro sets so that these players, you know, who are coming into the NFL in the last five, six, seven years, they're all running pro offenses. Now they're not running any of these gimmick things and wishbones and, Steve you know, Spurrier type <clears throat> offense, a running exactly, gun. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with some of that, but it used to be the quarterback was basically just a runner. And yeah. a lot of these guys, you know, Jalen Hurts, obviously, you know, and you look at uh, in, in Kansas City, I mean, their quarterback's mobile, you know, and the whole thing about there's two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, aren't we beyond that? Do we really need to mention that they're two blacks? Nobody even cares. I didn't even, th- I didn't even real, I didn't even think of it until I, I heard a of- hundred times that this will be the first two quarterbacks with starting black quarterbacks. It's like black quarterbacks are that rare in the NFL. Of course not. They used to be, but not anymore. So do we need to keep making who cares what color the quarterbacks are in the Super Bowl? Seriously. I thought it was like, the, these are the two best quarterbacks. We're going to have some fun. This is going to be the be- a great Super Bowl, and, and it's going to be it's gonna be a shootout, and I can't wait for it. It's great. They're I, also I love both leaders. of these guys. I love Patrick Mahomes, and I love Jalen Hurts. I don't care what car. I didn't even even think of that. That shows you how far removed I am from worrying about the race of players and you know how many white guys, how many black. That's just ridiculous, man. Especially in the NBA and the N- and the NFL. Yeah. I mean, come on, really? And it's also we have other sto- like that. We have the two good quarter, two of the best quarterbacks. We have yeah, both Kelsey brothers. So yeah, so M- Mama Kelsey's gonna be, be a winner no matter what, and. We have both battles of a great defense and Andy Reid going up against his team. He coach. He's been there for 14 years. Exactly. No, it's going to be, it's a great, they're great storylines. And the one thing about the Super Bowl versus pretty much any other championship, NBA, NHL, baseball, you know, those sports have become their, their main playoffs have become regional affairs. You know, like baseball used to be, everybody watched the world series. Yeah. But now if you have two teams, like from the East coast, the West Coast doesn't watch. You know what I mean? It's so it's it's like regionalized sports, and that's fine. But the one thing about the Super Bowl, it will always be in this country, other than a World Cup, which the audience is worldwide. But I'm saying, as far as in this country, football ratings will always blow away any other sport on the Super Bowl, especially the Super Bowl. You saw that Dallas San Francisco game a couple of weeks ago. That thing had like 45 million viewers. Yeah. For a playoff game, it was a divisional game. It wasn't even the conference championship or the Super Bowl. So football always does destroy any other sports. That doesn't mean the other sports aren't any good. It's just that with betting now, you know, first it was fantasy they allowed in, and now they're allowing gambling. 
with that the daily element, fantasy it, than gambling and fantasy. Yeah, because remember they didn't they they at first resisted fantasy and then they allowed fantasy and and it obviously blew up football even more. And then when you had legalized gambling coming in, you know, it made it pretty much the best sport because you can bet on everything in football every day for yeah. the most part. And the best well, part all year long, even like the draft, you can bet on the draft. You can bet on the combine. <laughs> you can, you can bet futures. on the schedule release. When will the Eagles play in Tampa? Will it be between weeks one through five or <laughs> 10 through 17? Well, you know, the, the, the best part of that, though, Trent, is that, you know, when they do that, as soon as the season's over, because they know which cities, which teams and where they're going to go, but they don't know the, the dates. So at least it gives the fan bases of those towns where people, you know, are looking and saying, hey, I want to go to what? Because, you know, you want to go to a warm, you don't want to go to a cold place unless Green Bay, you know, people want to go to Green Bay. If they, if they know their team's going to play Green Bay, they're hoping that it's in the winter, not in the fall, because they want to experience, if you haven't experienced it, you know, it's one of those bucket list things in yeah. football. Now, it's not a modern day stadium. There's still bench seats there, but it's just, it, it's like going to the Mecca. It's like going to Mecca. Except yes. there's not a million people there, and they're all out all facing in one direction. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're saying. That is the, the coolest part about this is I, I look forward to the Eagles and Chiefs do play each other next year, and I I personally cannot wait for that rematch because that's gonna be even more of a barn. Can break. we just get the Super Bowl done before we have a rematch of the I Eagles? Know. I mean, what you talk about looking ahead? You got to take them one game at a time. Haven't you learned this from from the from the greatest uh, cliches in sports history? You know, we got to take them. It's a long season. You got to take them one game at a time, man. It's 162 games in baseball. It's 82 in hockey and basketball. You can't be looking ahead to next season, man. Sometimes you gotta you gotta think of trips ahead of time so you can plan it out perfectly with a lady friend and homies up north anyway. So they can come yeah, but down that's south. not going to happen until like around the draft. They're not. You're not going to know the dates. Nah. Am but I right? You don't even know when they're playing them. Yeah, definitely. Come on, man. I just want to throw, it's all about throwing the feeler out, you know? It's all about the feeler matches, like Tampa, Eagles, question mark. Then it's like people say, like, yeah, I know what your idea is. Get me back in six months anyways. Exactly. Definitely. Um, I think the best thing about this, this whole week is we had we had Sean Payton go to the Denver Broncos, which is crazy. Was eight. I think we may have to do a trade tree on this first-round pick that the, the yeah. Dolphins traded for Bradley Chubb, which was San Francisco. Now it's going to New Orleans. I want to see the trade tree for that, whatever that happens in the next 10 years with that, whoever gets drafted with that pick anyways. Yeah. You know, you look at Seattle. Now they got picks for that, but Denver's obviously strapped a little bit now and they're going to give up more picks for this trade. But then, you know, D'Amico Ryans gets that job with the Houston Texans, Texans and good for him, man. Oh yeah. When he was with the Eagles as a linebacker, uh, you know, Chip Kelly referred to him as, as his Mombasa. He said that he was such a sharp guy, D'Amico Ryans, that he the, the everything went through him. He was the guy in that defensive backfield, in the linebacker core, that was the brains of the entire defense. Great player, great personality. And you see it. He goes to San Francisco, does a great job. And a lot of people thought he was just going to get a defensive coordinator job. But he got the head coaching job with the Houston Texans where he started. So good for him, man. I like D'Amico Ryans a lot. I do too. I, I saw the hire. He's getting a six-year deal. Like, this is perfect. He's going to be able to build, the change the culture, Yep, as Bruce Allen would say, and try to bring it back to being a reasonable team, which were the Houston Texans, and not being a dumpster fire, what they were for the past five years. And the thing about culture changes, you saw where it happened the most 
in the last couple of years, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. I mean, the Bengals, remember, they used to have all the troublemaker guys in the NFL. Not, I mean, Ocho Cinco wasn't a troublemaker. He was great you on know, social he was, media. He was, he was a troublemaker on social media. Yeah, but he when he played, you know, he's like most diva receivers, and not all receivers are divas, no. but good ones like that. You know, when you change your name to Ocho Cinco and, you know, where you're Chad Johnson, and I get it. It's marketing. He becomes a marketable commodity. But, you know, Chad Johnson, and they had linebackers who got in trouble and guys Hank who would get in Yeah, Adam guys who would get in trouble for, for dirty hits and bad plays. Content so, perfect. <laughs> exactly. Again, I'm not saying they're bad humans. I'm just saying that they were always getting, they were always hurting their teams with dumb penalties, you know, and that's what happened. And again, I'm not saying that, that that's completely gone, but you can see how everyone, everybody buys in to what the head coach does. You can see that that in Cincinnati is the perfect example. That's why Cleveland, the other team in, in Ohio, which doesn't, hasn't even tasted a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You look at them and you're saying, you know, look at the number one picks, look at all the quarterbacks. They keep drafting quarterbacks and they don't stick like the jets. The Jets keep getting high picks and they take a quarterback. You know, luckily for Cincinnati, you know, they got a head coach and they got their franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow, you know, who's showing just like in Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You knew this guy was ready to step right into the NFL and start from Jump Street, from LSU Absolutely. to the NFL. Same thing with, you know, with, with, uh, with, with Mahomes. You knew this kid was mature enough and had the mental smarts and the physical traits to start in the NFL and those two guys. And now with Burrow and Cincinnati, even though they lost to Kansas city, you know, you can see this team is on the rise and they're going to be good for a long, long time. As someone who lived in the Ohio area, I have a lot of friends that are Bengal fans. It's it's, I like to see it. I like to see their joy because it's, it's, they haven't had it for so long. And you get to talk to your college buddies who are Bengal fans. It's like, I, now I see why you have so much joy in football now because they haven't had it forever till Joe Burrow's come to town. And also, he's a local boy, too, which makes it even better for them. It's very rootable for the, for the Cincinnati no, you're Bengals. You're absolutely right. And I feel, you know, the, listen, the, the Cincinnati Bengals at least have been to multiple Super Bowls over the years. Yeah. You know, they've had some good players, but they haven't been able, you know, they haven't been able to get it done. And I had, we had uh, on, on my show, No Filter, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I had to- Anthony Munoz, the greatest offensive lineman, not just in Bengal history, but maybe the best left tackle in NFL history, and he still lives in Cincinnati. He's an icon there. You know, the only idiot in Cincinnati appears to be the mayor, yeah. who I didn't even know. Uh, I thought Jerry Springer was still the mayor there. I didn't realize that they had a mayor who said some stupid stuff, and then, and then you had Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey <laughs> ripping him post game and the champion after the championship game. That was some funny stuff. That man. was you got to love the Kelsey brothers, man. The I Kelsey brothers can get loose. They're gonna get loose. I think this would be the most fun, like the first day when media day happens. Those two, like the, the most microphones and most tape recorders and cell phones, and I think those two are gonna let it rip. And it's gonna be the most entertaining media day we've gonna have in the past fifteen years. Yeah, I think every day after practice they should do a podcast live. That would be the most listened to show in the entire week of Super Bowl week. The Kelsey brothers, because it's a popular show already. Imagine them every day after practice, they show up in their uniforms of their respective teams. And then they just set up a booth right in the middle of radio row. And then people will be begging to go on with them. You know, all these players who are walking around aimlessly here on radio row. They're going to say, Hey, I got to get on with Kelsey show. I got to get on with the Kelsey brothers, man. I'm doing the same thing. Once I see them. Can we, I'm going to tell them to get, get me get on no the damn filter? show. Can we get no filter on that and help produce that bad boy? 
I'll produce it myself. I'll get even Miss Robin. Even Miss Robin can produce that show. I think it'll be the, the most. What, once she realizes who the Kelsey brothers are, no, no, she knows them. <laughs> we actually ran into Jason Kelsey and his wife and kids. We were going to a a, a PetSmart in South Philly to get, awesome. our, to get some cat food. Yeah. And as we're standing out there, and it was cold, it was wintertime. And he has this huge car, obviously. And he had his two kids and two dogs. That's right. He was bringing his dogs in. No, but I think his wife had the kids too. Or she was pregnant with the second one. And there's Jason Kelsey, you know, because people forget these guys are regular people. Oh, Jason yeah. Kelsey is as down to earth as any person you'll ever meet because, you know, there's a lot of guys like Jason Kelsey's not a guy when he goes into a pet smart that the crowds are going to jump. But in Philly, they will because they recognize him, you know, the Super Bowl and the parades and stuff. Miss Robin has some comments to add here. Yes. Just to remind you, they were two huge dogs. <laughs> um, he has Irish wolfhounds. Wow. And if you know, they're they're humongous big. Well, you know what they say? Big dogs got to eat or something like that. Or hungry, hungry dogs got to eat. Hungry dogs got to eat. Hungry dogs got to eat. Big hungry dogs, bro. That's big dogs right there. Shout out to all of our dogs in the LBC as well. Yeah, I want I want to say mad love to all my dogs behind the walls listening to the Upper Bowl podcast this Super Bowl week. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. I think the big the one storyline we're not talking about is Nick Sirianni. He was on the coaching staff for those horrendous Kansas City Chiefs team when Todd Haley was there and Roman, Romeo Cornell was there. He was the yep. first person Andy Reid fired when he got the head coaching job in in. Kansas City. Yeah, but I, I get that. But it's not like Andy Reid knew that, you know, Nick Sirianni was just a young guy at the time. Yeah. And he's still a young guy. And so Andy wanted to bring in his own people when he got that job. And immediately, he you know, he turned that whole thing around and obviously getting getting Patrick Mahomes. But remember, he had Alex Smith before that. So yeah. it's not like Andy Reid uh, took over a bad team and it stayed bad for. I mean, you know, they were they were decent. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, they were decent. And so, to me, that's what most coaches do. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Remember, yeah. everybody, was, everybody was praising... You know, their offensive coordinator. Wow, you know, Kellen this guy's going to be a head coach, right? Kellen Moore. And then all of a sudden they lose and they decide to part ways and he takes a lateral move. I can see it if you're going to, you know, the old thing is why would a coach make a lateral move from the Dallas Cowboys, America's team? Mm -hmm. Now, I know the Chargers have, you know, a great quarterback too, but isn't that really a knock on the coaching staff and what they've done in Dallas when Kellen Moore, who was being touted as this great young offensive mind. Now, all of a sudden, after the Cowboys come up short again and Dak throws a couple of bad interceptions, 
in in a you know in a big playoff game, mm-hmm. they part ways and allow a guy to take a lateral move. That means that they're not. Ha- I think Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat now because you know when coaches don't get to where they're supposed to go, mm-hmm. the first thing they do is they fire assistant coaches, right? Yeah, you got to get rid of assistant coaches because you know it can't be the head coach's fault. It's got to be the assistants. But to me, that was a bizarre move to have an offensive coordinator leave Dallas, where Dak's not exactly you know chopped liver, and then yeah. go to the the Chargers in Los Angeles, where they've got some great players, but they've got some older players too, and their quarterback's a young guy. And so I just don't understand that. Maybe he wanted to move to – I don't think it was a question of he'd rather live in L.A. than Dallas because the cost of living in Dallas is much higher, yeah. and, there's no, and there's no income tax in Dallas, in Texas. Correct. I mean, I, you're taking a pay hit there too. I, I think I saw that move. It was like he was a head coaching candidate for the Miami Dolphins last year and, the, and a few other teams too, and he was like – how he, he he was a head coaching candidate prospect, and now he's a, now he's back as an OC. Maybe he's trying to get more control. Maybe he wants to prove people wrong that hey, it wasn't me. It was all Dak's fault. If you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think they they, they somebody must have approached him. His agent. I don't know what was going on there, but when you see him lead, now, of course there were people blaming him for the offensive struggles. Yeah, but they, they weren't struggling offensively. Dallas was playing great for a while. Everybody thought they were going to win the NFC East especially when they got guys healthy while the Eagles were struggling. It was down the stretch. Remember they were playing for potentially the NFC East and home field advantage after the Eagles had injuries and lost a couple of games and things got dicey at the end of the year. And the Eagles managed to hang on even, you know, even though they lost to the Cowboys, that game didn't matter. But the bottom line is you wouldn't think that that was the reason that the Cowboys, I mean, why does he leave? His contract wasn't up. I don't think. Right. So that's to me, again, I don't care. I just find those things fascinating because, you know, when you see a a quarterback coach move up to offensive coordinator, you know, that's Mm -hmm. understandable. When you see an offensive coordinator go from one good team to another good team, that one makes you scratch your head. You wonder what's going on internally. That's a good question. But if that does, if Mike McCarthy does get hired, I thought Sean Payton would be the perfect person to go down down to Dallas, but now he's in Denver. Do you know what's happening? You know, uh, their defensive coordinator decided to stay. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means? Dan Quinn, right? Dan Quinn says, hey, you know what? Why would I go out and look and take another job? Because he had multiple offers, multiple interviews. Mm-hmm. He knows that if I'm telling you, this is the year, this next season, you know, if Mike McCarthy doesn't get it done this next season, Dan Quinn's going to slide right into that head coaching job. Is there any I, doubt in your mind about that? Oh, I, st- I, st- I could see that from Jump Street. I could, I could see it from, from 93rd Street all the way to 94th Street. It's going to happen. And Dallas Cowboys, and and it's gonna be like when Wade Phillips took over, when Bill Parcells left, they're gonna have a big defensive coach, and they're gonna have a hotshot offensive coordinator and everything like Jason Garrett. They're gonna figure out who the next hotshot OC they're gonna have to help out Dak and the Cowboys. Exactly. So, meanwhile, you know some interesting stats though as we go into this uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. You know, everybody's talking about the. I know the Niner fans are upset. You know, the Brock Purdy thing and the kid. Listen, nobody was rooting against Brock Purdy. No. No Eagle fan. Nobody who watched football can root against that kid. He's an unbelievable story. And he went out there and, you know, there was the fact that the the Las Vegas had this game as basically a field goal game from the very beginning when this matchup was determined. You know, it went back and forth. The money went both ways. But the bottom line, when the game kicked off, there was almost equal money on the 49ers and the Eagles because both teams are really, really good. Yeah. And, you know, and Brock Purdy unfortunately got hurt and it wasn't a dirty play and he gets hurt. And, and I criticized Mike Shanahan a for not when I was on live doing a, a watch party show 
I said the moment I didn't even have the sound on, man. When he had Tyler said, Croft lined up as a defense, as an offensive um, kickback. Exactly. So you got to blame the coaching staff, A, for not protecting Purdy. When the Eagles, on that play where he got hurt, they had two guys with a clean shot right at Purdy. Two guys, and, and Hassan Reddit gets him. And, oh, by the way, if you're the coaching staff of the 49ers, don't you realize Hassan Reddick is a game wrecker and has been all year and had 15 sacks? He came right in there untouched. And unfortunately, you know, when he hit the arm, the elbow, I even said it. I said, man, that elbow twisted in a weird way, man. I hope it's not serious damage. And then you see him on the sideline getting with a, with a, a, a ice pack on and they're massaging him. He had a thing that like one of those, those squishy balls trying to feel he has feeling at all. Yeah, and, and they had guys rubbing him down. And instead of taking him up, see, they wanted the fans and they wanted the rest of the team to think that he was going to be okay to come back in. Now, I'm not saying they should have known that he had a torn UCL, but when you have him on the sideline and, you know, Josh Johnson was in there and he was getting banged up too. I think a lot of people, cause we were on with 49er fans and they were saying, you got to put him back in there. If he's, if he's okay enough to stand on the sideline, how is he not back in the game? And then when Josh Johnson got hurt, they had to put him back in or use I'll use check. And then they even used McCaffrey as a quarterback at one point. So they were in a tough spot. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, I, nobody's going to win with their fourth quarterback. No. But to me, the whole uh, the whole coaching decisions making by Shanahan, by not challenging the play, which basically put them in the hole, because if, if they challenged that play on the Devontae Smith catch at the three, which he even knew he didn't catch because he was going, hurry up, hurry up. If you don't question that, you question that, it gets overturned. And it's not wasting a challenge because it keeps you from giving up a score and you get the ball at, at the 40-yard line, right? Yeah, fourth down. And then the Niners would have gotten the ball before the injury happened. And who knows what would have happened there when you got the ball in that kind of field position. The Eagles would have still been rushing him because yeah. he's a young player. But the bottom line is it wouldn't have been 7 nothing. And remember, even though it was 7 nothing, the Niners still came back, tied it, and had a chance you know, to stay in the game until... The, Again, Shanahan forces Josh Johnson to throw to, to, to instead of taking the kneel down and going to the locker room down 14-7 after a turnover, he has him come back out and try to run another play and run another offensive series. It made no sense. It was some of the dumbest coaching for a veteran coach that I've ever seen in a big game of that magnitude. I think it's one of the worst coach Kyle Shanahan games we've seen since maybe the Super Bowl. And I'm not a coach killer. I don't call for coaches to be fired. But when Andy Reid was in Philly and his teams were going to, what, five consecutive championship games every year and not able to finish, you know, that was one of the reasons that the Eagles fans were like, you know, Andy Reid's been there long enough and it's time to move on. And and they parted, you know, they parted nicely. They didn't just throw him out the door. Andy Reid was a great coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. But but in San Francisco, though, I noticed that the fans, you know, are more tolerant uh, of Mike Shanahan, who, let's be honest, the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl since 19... Uh, 94. 94, the Cowboys, 95. So two of the most successful franchises in the NFL in the modern era, both have gone almost 30 years without winning a Super Bowl. And Shanahan's had chances. He's had championship games, much like Andy Reid, and he hasn't won one. And yeah. so if you're going to, you know, if you're going to crown a guy as a great coach, and I'm not saying they should fire him. I'm just saying that, you you know, how how's the media? Now, media is not even scratching their heads about what Mike Shanahan did in that game, getting completely outcoached at every conceivable facet of the game. And that's why I think this Super Bowl with Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni, because remember, 
Nick, Andy Reid was a very conservative coach. He wasn't the guy that went for it on fourth down all the time. Mm-hmm. It was Doug Peterson when he came in. He was the guy that was the, you know, the, uh, the, gun, the, 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 the gunslinger. He'd say, go for it on fourth down. And then the Eagles became the team that always went for it on fourth down. And now even with Nick Sirianni, same thing. They'll go for it on fourth down. You know, and so that's the kind of play because confident and it makes the players confident when you're going to go for it. They went for it on fourth and three at their own 34-yard line in yeah. that game against the Niners. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good if, you, if it works. If it doesn't work, you look like an idiot. But mm-hmm. because it's worked so well and Sirianni has this team behind him 100% and Jalen Hurts has been proven to be the franchise guy and the leader that this team's been looking for, you know, here he is, is in the first Super Bowl, you know, and only his second real full season. So yeah. I think when you have that confidence of everybody, the offense, the defense, the special teams, the coaching staff, this bodes well for the Eagles. Do I know if they're going to win? No, but I'll tell you what, I think, that the, I, I think they're in a good spot here because as good as San Francisco's 49ers offense and defense were, I think there's some weaknesses in this 40 and this uh, Kansas City defense. I think the Eagles will be able to move the ball on them uh, because you've seen the you've seen the Chiefs give up big chunk plays to different teams. And, you know, and Patrick Mahomes and uh, and, and Jalen Hurts are both still not 100 percent coming off their injuries. And so but you did see Mahomes make a big run near the end of the game when they were about to go to overtime. What did he do? He takes the ball and makes a first down on his own before the dumb penalty that got him another 15 yards and set up the game-winning field goal. That was going to go overtime. I was ready for I was waiting for and, overtime. Yeah, Mahomes and, and Hurts have that inner clock which says it's now time for me to take over the game. Remember, Mah- uh, Jalen Hurts did not have a big passing day because they were doing a great job with their outside corners in the Niners who played great. And they couldn't run the ball for that much. But when they did run the ball in the red zone, they punched it in four times. They got four rushing touchdowns. So I think the Eagles have a great chance of winning this game. A, they don't have to face the Kansas City Chiefs crowds in Arrowhead, and there won't be the Eagle crowd. But I think so in a neutral field indoors in, in Arizona on that beautiful grass, real natural grass field, I think this game's a toss up. And I think that the Eagles. You know, if they, if their defense plays like that, they may not get to Mahomes a lot, but they're definitely going to put pressure. And and you look at the running games in comparison. You look at the receivers in comparison. You know, there's a lot of injuries on that. On that, the Kansas City Chiefs were almost down to no receivers. <laughs> I the know, championship game. nobody. So, I mean, seriously. So uh, that's how good Mahomes is. But yeah. I think the Eagles still have a lot of good skill position guys who are pretty much healthy now after they were banged up, like all teams were. So that's why I think this is going to be a good game. And I hope it's a great, I don't want to see anybody get hurt so that fan bases will complain about, well, if this guy didn't get hurt, that's Mm -hmm. how it works. People get hurt. People are hurt going into this game. So it's not like everybody's healthy because they had a week off. Uh, And so that's, that's what makes these games fun. But the one good thing though, about this Super Bowl, when it comes to statistics, Mm -hmm. is you know, the last 14 straight Super Bowl, uh, 14 straight Super Bowls, where the favorite is laying fewer than fewer than seven points. Wow! So for the last fourteen Super Bowls, when we had all those blowouts, remember that people would get to the it'd be fifty-two to seventeen games, and there was an era there where the Super Bowl was was a joke because the games would be blowouts. But now, you know, the last fourteen Super Bowls have been decided by less than a touchdown. So that's yeah. what you want. You want the two best teams playing in a great game where it's decided. You know, nobody runs away with it. And then people are like trying to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of the party when all the block pools are already filled out and people are drunk and they want to go home. 
You we don't I mean? we don't need a Super Bowl like in New York when it was already like 52 to 8. We don't need that in our lifetime. Exactly right. But by the way, the the Eagles in the two games in the playoffs that they had the home field advantage, they outscored both the Giants and the 49ers combined 69 to 14. You realize nice. that? I did not know that. Six, six, yeah, the combination. Remember, 69 to 14. That's the first ever team with back-to-back games in the postseason scoring 30 or more points and holding their opponents to under 10 points. So that's pretty impressive. You know, so say all you want about, well, you know, the Niners got hurt. And they, the, the Eagles still scored on them. They still scored yeah. 31 points on them. And, and so on a great defense, and it wasn't like they were handed. There weren't pick sixes. There was a fumble that mm-hmm. they obviously took and, and, and went in and scored on. But these weren't pick sixes. These weren't fumbles at the end zone. You know, these were short drives in the red zone that the Eagles capitalized on with their dominant offensive line in the running game. So to me, when you look at those numbers, the Eagles have 39 rushing times, the most in NFL history. So it's not a one-dimensional team where Jalen Hurts has to single-handedly go out there and throw the ball 35, 40 times mm-hmm. because they've done that during all year. As you know, Trev, they've won games where they've been dominant in passing and didn't run for much. And then they've won games where they dominated with the running game and didn't pass for much. So exactly. they're one of those teams that can, they can beat you in so many different ways. And that's why I think, you know, this game is going to be, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles win this game and maybe even win it by double digits, if, depending on how the game plays out. Let's hope it's an Eagle win. And um, I got a few questions for you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You worked with Mark Willard for a while. We, he told a story about um, you could not log into computer and he threw a keyboard, threw a keyboard outside, the off, outside the studio. Is that a true story? I don't remember doing that. I'm not a guy who throws equipment around. Now, I have thrown, you know, golf clubs around when I, you know, <laughs> shank a couple of balls and I'll, you know, and I'll throw my wood, I'll throw my driver into the woods and then go and get it. But I'm not a guy who busts up equipment. But I, now we know when we were at, at Sporting News in L.A., we worked in a crappy little studio. We had we were basically in an in a in an office building where our studio was basically a room with a piece of glass cut into a regular where there was box. no there was no insulation. So if people came into the lobby and were talking, and we were on the air. We can hear them because there was no insulation. It was not your typical radio studio. It was an office where they cut a, a window so that when clients came in, they could talk outside and we can hear them on the air. And so we had a lot of crappy equipment. You know, we weren't really, uh, it was probably the worst studio I ever worked in because most of the places I worked, you know, had state-of-the-art stuff. Yeah. But anyway, we still did our shows and, you know, did a good job. But I don't remember. I may have 
you know, if it was if it was defaulty, faulty. So I threw, I busted the keyboard. Yeah, and you had it, and you you tied the keyboard up, and you had it dangling up in the ceiling and stuff. Jeez, I don't remember that, man. I'm not <laughs> saying it didn't happen. We Maybe that's what? when I was hanging out with George Carlin when you know he called into the show one day because he <laughs> lived in Venice. And I went over, had lunch with him. Maybe that, maybe it was that day when I was like a little, uh, you know, I was feeling a little uh, lubed up, low key faded, bro. Low I, key faded. Not turbocharged. <laughs> not turbocharged. Remember the great, uh, the great Dallas Cowboy running back, Ezekiel Elliott said, "Yes, you got low key faded, bro." <laughs> I know, man. Low key <laughs> low faded. faded. But this is also the best part is there's there's a sports book near the st- near the stadium. By the way, this is the first Super Bowl. There's a sports book nearby. It's about damn time, man! It's about damn time. You know, when I used to go to Arizona, because Robin's mom and dad lived out there, and mm-hmm. Robin's dad passed away a couple of years ago in Phoenix, and I used to love going out to Arizona. Even when we weren't going for Super Bowls, we'd visit out there. You know, they had a great house with a pool in the back and lemon trees and that stuff. Because I was still living in Philly. You know, and we would go out there, and I'd love it because we'd take rides up to Sedona, and it's a beautiful, beautiful country out there. And so, so we were out there. What was I? What was I going? Where am I going with this story, Robin? Sedona, Sedona, and all that other stuff. Yeah. And oh, I remember. So I was there once during the Triple Crown races, Ooh. and I always like to bet the Triple Crown. So it was the Belmont Stakes, I believe, which was the third leg of the Triple Crown, mm-hmm. and I had bet on the on the Bel- on the uh, Kentucky Derby. And the Preakness, but I wanted to get a bet in on the Belmont. So I'm saying, where am I going to be able to bet in Arizona? So Robin's dad and stepmom lived near the racetrack there, right? It was like literally like a half a mile away. And we drove, what was the name of that racetrack out there <clears throat> in Phoenix? Ooh. Come on, Robin. I don't I even had know. to go to the racetrack. I had to go to the racetrack in Phoenix, drive up there, park, and go, go in and bet at the window. You know, because you can bet on the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness at other tracks and off-track sites. In fact, when I lived in L.A. and there was no place to bet, now in New York, there was OTB, Turf Paradise. That's the name of the place. <laughs> not the Turf not Club. Gangster Paradise. No, not the Turf Club. <laughs> Turf Paradise in Arizona. Beautiful track out there in the desert. It's too hot, though. Those damn poor horses, man. Imagine running in that heat. That's they would have to run at 6 a.m. They would have to run at 6 a.m. so the horses wouldn't heel over and die. <laughs> But I know anyway, but it's probably hot do, out there. Probably the do the races at 10 p.m. anyways. Yeah, it's like golf. You know, you go right now, you go to Arizona, it's like $300 to get on a golf course because it's, you know, February and, and the weather's perfect. Yeah. You get to May, June, July, August, you could get on it for $10 if you, if you golf, if you golf. And you, you know, if you golf in the afternoon, you'll pay ten dollars because nobody wants to go out there. Nobody. But in the morning, you know, you pay like fifty bucks. Seriously, it's too damn hot. It's too damn hot. Exactly. So anyway, that, that, that's turf paradise. And when I lived in L.A., I used to have to go over to Hollywood Park Casino, where mm-hmm. the the site of the new SoFi Stadium, and I would drive over there to get my bets in because you didn't have OTP and you didn't have, you know, you didn't turf have uh, yeah turf paradise. No, I'm you didn't have off-track betting locations where you could uh, go in and bet or you didn't have any websites or or apps there weren't any DraftKings or any of those things around where you can bet on your phone or depending on where you are you know not anybody can bet from anywhere and i'm glad that there's going to be a book right near is it near the stadium because we're going to be we're not going to be right near, near the stadium it's, it's right near the stadium actually the bet mgm um, sportsbook is right near the stadium i saw i uh i was right near my hotel i stayed at when i went to the eagles cardinals it was walking distance 
from the stadium. Beautiful, man. I know. Tony, it's always an honor to have you on the podcast. We'll, we'll have you in rotation. Are we done already? Is, is, are we how far are we away from kickoff now? I think we're two days away from kickoff, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time flies here on the full radio row. I know. In the upper bowl podcast, man. I know. The By the way, is there smoking in the upper bowl? Does anybody fire up a big bowl in the upper bowl podcast? We do darts and maybe cigars when we light them up when the Eagles win. How about that? What about axe throwing? Do you have any axe throwing in the Upper Bowl <laughs> podcast? We should. We should. We have some room in the in the Upper Bowl. We can put an axe throwing case. Maybe. Maybe. What some... about a couple of cornhole uh, setups, man? I think we 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 could put that. Maybe some darts too, at least. Darts, yeah, dart. You don't need a lot of room for darts. Nah, a ski ball area. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Tony. Thank you for coming on as always. I appreciate it a lot. All right, brother. Always a pleasure, Trev. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Welcome back. Big thanks to Tony Bruno from the Tony Bruno Show and No Filter Network. You can follow Tony Bruno at, at Tony Bruno Show on Twitter. So give him a follow. It's always great to talk to him and interact with alleged himself of the game, himself of sports radio. Tony Bruno, thank you for coming on. Um, NFL, it is Super Bowl week. It's crazy to see that um, I know last week was the Pro Bowl. I did not watch a single second of it. I kind of became the realizing this. Um, the Pro Bowl should have been should have been killed back and just 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 don't we should not play it anymore. I don't get the appeal of it anymore. I just think it's the biggest waste of TV of all time. It's like when you look at it, it's like what would I rather be doing? It's like the, the All Star. I think most the only good All Star game left is is the baseball one. The NBA one stinks. The NHL one is, is also really bad. I just could not get, like, I was there live, and I was like, this is the NHL All-Star game? And this is, like, it's good to say you've been to one, but, like, I'll never do it again, honestly. But, like, the Pro Bowl just needs to get, just be eliminated in general. They should just do, like, a party in Vegas instead. Like, if you made the Pro Bowl, you you get invited yourself for a Vegas party, and you get to do whatever you want, honestly. So it's like crazy because it's like people, we think when you look at the Pro Bowl, you speak, oh, you see all the cool events, you see all the greatest players, but it's like, cool. Now it's just like nobody wants to go. Like they had Tyler Huntley as a Pro Bowler, which is wild. So like the Pro Bowl is just, I, I consider the Pro Bowl just dead now. Like I look at it as the biggest waste of time of a t- television show of all time. It's like, why are we airing this? Like we have other things we could do or just put on TV and stuff, but no, we must throw on the pro bowl. The pro bowl needs to die. I don't want to see it ever again. I didn't know I'll watch a single second of it. I don't want it on my, on four different channels. This thing needs to die badly it needs to be shot and just go away. Please pro bowl go away. We don't want to see you anymore. Nobody wants to go. Not even Joe Burrow wanted to go. Not even Josh Allen wanted to go. I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't care if it's in Vegas. Don't want to be there. So, yes, NHL off the they are, they are back from the All Star break. NHL All Star game. Um, the skills competition is the biggest waste of time of all time. Um, I was there. There's so much downtime. They tape delay stuff from early in the week, like the golfing thing and the the thing when you hit the the dunk tank. No, that was just so bad. It was just like, why? Like, if you're in the arena, you, there's so much walk, so much downtime in between. It's like, I don't know what to do with myself, honestly. I realized this is like, this is the biggest waste of time I've ever been to. Like, why would I go to this? And when you look at it, it's like, yeah, let's say it'd be kind of cool to go to. I'm like, not really. It's probably the worst thing to go to of all time. It's like, why would I do that? 
NHL All Star Game. I pre- it was cool. Not anymore. I think that 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 that's just an abomination of an All Star Game. And like, plus there was like they didn't do anything cool at all. It's like they didn't honor anybody. I was like, eh, eh. And it was just like it was just a thing. It's like all of us Northeast people, we just still love hockey. We just go to a game and just we just take it over. It's like, all right, this is cool, but I'd rather do something else instead. So I was like, crap. So NHL All-Star game, you're dead to me. That's what I like to say. Um NHL, they are back. Um the Islanders got Bo Horvath, which was the biggest trade of the, before the trade deadline for that for them anyway. So yeah, pretty it's gonna help pretty much help them out in their season. The Flyers are still the Flyers. Um, we will probably have some more Flyer guests this year. I will tell you that for sure. I need uh, we need to do a little deep dive on the the Flyers and everything with few of uh, people from Snow the Goalie and Crossing Broad. Just looking at you, I'm talking with Anthony Sanfilippo and Russ Joy and probably some other people as well. So get ready for that as we go deep dive into hockey. Um, the Panthers they put a seven to one beat down on the Tampa Bay Lightning right out the All Star game. That was the biggest onslaught ever. <laughs> I was producing it. I was like, this game's a blowout. Get us out of here. Oh, my Lord. Tampa Bay, thanks for coming. I guess they were still, I guess their bodies are still getting used to being in Cabo the whole time. And he was like, nah, who cares? Like, let's go to Cabo Wabo instead of playing this Panthers um, lightning game on Monday night. Jesus. Um, they have a good, the Pan, uh, Panthers got the Sharks tonight on Thursday. They got. The Colorado Abs come into town on Saturday, which is awesome. I think those are the two big. I, the Saturday game is going to be the best one to go to, honestly, because it's going to be the most fun. And it's a rematch of the. It, it should have been the conference. It should have been the Stanley Cup final, but if the Florida Panthers didn't shit the bed. They got Minnesota, St. Louis, Washington, Nashville. Minnesota's a tough team, though they beat them at home earlier this year, like last month, honestly. 5 3. I think that will be a big test because Minnesota's been playing well. St. Louis has been up and down pretty much this whole year. They were talking about trading their captain, honestly. I would be surprised about that. Washington's always a Washington. You guys got to watch out for them. It's also pretty much a battle of points pretty much between them and stuff. And then they got Nashville on Saturday at a, a where matinee, 2 p.m. game, 1 o'clock game, 2 p.m. start for the East Coasters. Um, also, next week is the outdoor game which I totally forgot about. Um, I will say this about the outdoor games. As someone who's been to t- two of them, they've lost their luster if they don't do it somewhere cool. Like NC State for Caps Hurricanes, it's like, meh. Who, it's li- it sounds like the biggest who cares matchup of all time. It's like, why would I want to go watch Caps Hurricanes in NC State and everything? That's like the worst, like, I know they want to expand the outdoor games and everything. I just think it only looking as like, why would we want to go there? Like, it has to me, it has no appeal at all. If you're like a casual NHL fan, it's like Caps Hurricanes. Why would I want to watch that? This seems like the biggest snooze fest of all time. It's like, I, I just don't get it, honestly. It's like, why? Like, why would we do that? Like, put it at like in a big major market. Like, original six or a next six or like one of the good expander like put it in vegas too on the strip why not like i would rather see that but it's like damn like caps hurricanes at nc state that has no appeal at all i would rather watch something else or go watch an nba game than that it just sounds so bad like 
are we that bad of grasping for straws for outdoor ideas now? Like for cities like Boston. Yeah, that's cool. Like do bank, like Boston at Fenway, like do it. That's, that's awesome. But Carolina and Raleigh for the hurricanes. I'm out dog. I'm very much out. I'm absolutely out on it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to care about it one bit. Like I always thought the NHL would have cool ideas, but that one's not good at all. Like, you could honestly, I'll give you, th- these are my pl- few places I would do it. Detroit, do it at Comerica Park. That sounds way cooler. Nashville, you can go there again. Although they just did it last year, I would not go there again. Just wait a little bit. I would do one in South Florida. That seems way cool. Just do it at Hard Rock. Do it at nighttime or something, like at 74 degree weather. They, they did it. They did an outdoor game in LA at Dodgers. It's like 60 degree weather. Do it. Vegas on the Strip, be way cool. Do you like Vegas and Kings or Vegas and Sharks or Vegas and like whoever? Um, I just need to figure out better ideas. I know next year they're going to Seattle for the Winter Classic for Kraken and Golden Knights. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Are we sure it's going to happen? Because I know Seattle's is the biggest rainy, dreary place on earth anyways. It's like rain. It's like they're going to throw the roof over it. And like that seems like no appeal at all. It's like, eh. Does not have the appeal of a, a winter classic like city at all. Like Minnesota, that's a classic city. Like you can put the wild there and the snowy. Chicago, you can do one there. It's a classic city and stuff. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. St. Louis. There's so many. Like, dude, Dallas was, at least Dallas was cool, at least. You throw it at like the cotton bowl and it was actually awesome or something. It was like it was there. It was like it was like cloudy. It looked like it was gonna snow and stuff. It was like awesome to look at. I was like, whoa, this is way cool. So I think the NHL's dropping the ball on these stadiums ideas and stadium series ideas. They just need to I think they need a better think tank, honestly. They really need to do a better think tank on where these go. All right. Let's go to Colin Thompson. He's making his first appearance on the Upper Bowl podcast. Uh, he played at the University of Florida, by the way, of Temple University. He played for the Carolina Panthers. He was a member of the New York Giants practice squad, member of the Chicago Bears, played in the XFL Tampa Bay Vipers, played in the AF of the Birmingham Iron. He was a sideline reporter for Temple football on for the Temple Radio Network and stuff. Um, let's go to Colin Thompson live. Whoosh. Fake to Davis. Bridgewater locked in corner of the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. The first NFL touch for Colin Thompson is a score. Really nice job by Colin Thompson on the cell and the swim right there. He's wide open. Antoine Whitfield is breaking from the inside out. Welcome to the conversation part of the Upper Bowl podcast. We have the founder for Not For Long Media. He's a professional football player that played in the AAF 
the, for the Birmingham Iron, the XFLs, Tampa Bay Vipers, also played in the NFL of the Carolina Panthers under Matt Rule, got a, t- a one career touchdown pass and receiving made Antoine Winfield look, look so bad. He played, he was a member of the New York Football Giants and the Chicago Bears. He was also one of the co hosts for Countdown to Kickoff for Jacob Media in 2019 with Tony Bruno, recurring guest. He was a sideline reporter for Temple Football. He is the host of the Colin Thompson Show. So I would like to welcome to the Upper Bowl podcast. From the University of Florida, by the way, of Temple University, Colin Thompson. Colin, how are we doing? It's about time. You, wow, I'm man. glad to have you on the podcast. Well, I'm a huge fan of you. You're always popping on the Bruno show, which we're both big fans of Tony. Yep. Uh, he's meant a ton to me. Uh, we worked together. Mm-hmm. He taught me a ton. He, we had great rapport. I love talking sports with him. Uh, his wife, fiance, Robin, they're just really treated me unbelievably. So how you doing today, man? I appreciate you having me on the show. It's doing great. It's a beautiful day in South Florida, and I I am glad I am no longer in the snow and the cloudiness of Northeast, like Jersey and Connecticut. I'll say that. I have a week left in Key West. Oh. I'm a weekend. I'm hurting a little bit, I'll be honest with you. But yeah. I have a week left in Key West, Um, and I'm starting to get a little anxiety about leaving. I'll be, I'll be lying <laughs> to you if I did not. I, I spent a week down here in 2021. For my it was my birthday present. I was like, I'm gonna spend a week in South Florida, see if I can do the daily life and everything. Loved it ever since. Applied for jobs everywhere, including radio stations, got it, moved down. This is actually the one this last week was a one year anniversary when I moved down to Florida. So it's like been been a wonderful year anyway. So I must Dude, say it's that. the best place. I went to the University of Florida. I never wanted to leave. I got medically disqualified there. I had a bunch mm-hmm. of injuries. And you're like, hey, man, like your career's over. Once you've been to walk with your kids and coach and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to the NFL. So yeah, I can't do that. I'm going to take the risk. I already, I'm already taking the risk anyway. So I, I didn't want to leave, man. I kicked and screamed my way out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love South Florida in particular. I love Tampa. I love Gainesville, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had an absolute ball. Modestin, where my wife's got a condo there her family oh, nice. that was beautiful but yeah tremendous best beach in the world i'm not a beach sitter love it sit there all day um what else man i love it my, we were down in fort lauderdale all the time oh yeah i it's, mean fort lauderdale is a, is boat a campers i love boat uh, campers in fort lauderdale the parrot lounge the famous eagle bar i go to a lot for eagle games it's literally yeah, i feel like i'm campers. back in south south philly or jersey the wharf oh no doubt oh yeah. wolf, what's the one i'm slipping my mind right now right on the, the corner bar right the number one cash only. It's right there on the. I, I know what you're talking. Oh, elbow room, elbow room, elbow room. Thank you. The great Which elbow little... room, tremendous place. Definitely. Yeah, craziness there. Yeah. Tell me about Not for Long Media. Are you the you're the founder of it? And how did that all get started? I know there's Not for Long podcast that got started, then got changed to the Colin Thompson Show. Tell me all about Not for Long Media. It's been, I must say, it's a great ac- accumulation of podcasts and shows and personalities. Yeah, it's something we've been just kind of trickling away, working on. So I got cut from the Giants in 2017. I was with Ben McAdoo's team. The, the day they drafted you know, Evan Ingram, right? I was three days later. I was the undrafted tight end that came with him to, to complete the room off at six or seven tight ends or whatever it was. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was in the roster. And I was having a solid camp and, you know, treading water and it's tough. Like Jason Pierre-Paul was in his prime. Olivier Vernon was in his prime. Like I was getting my ass kicked. I had to at least fighting to, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Devon Kennard was just killing me. Like I was getting rocked every day. So I played the preseason game, played like five plays. And then I got um, emergency appendectomy. I woke up that next morning. My stomach was killing me. And my Ooh. appendix almost burst. I'm like, what is happening? Horrible timing. So we, we go to the hospital. They pipped it, pull the appendix out. Everything's fine. 
Next day, they're like, hey, listen, we're going to give you two weeks to recover. Everything's going to be good. I'm like, this is sweet. I'm not getting my ass kicked. They're paying mm-hmm. me. No two weeks to recover. I'm going to sit in a hotel room. Two days later, they bring me to the facility. Want to check on you, make sure you're doing good. I'm doing great. I'm talking to the assistant GM, Kevin Abrams, who I like. He's a great guy, part okay. of the business. And we're talking and BS in 30 minutes. And he just pulls me in one of the offices right there. He's like, hey, listen, man, we're going to cut you. Non-football related, so we can't pay you anything. Uh, we're not going to pay you anything. And uh, good luck. We'll call you back. We think you could be on the practice by during the season. They never call me back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, man, you know, NFL stands for not for long. So that's where oh, yeah. not for long media, media came from. And I kind of went from there. I would say this. I was with, I ended up going to the Bears week eight of that season. John Fox's last year in Chicago. Mm, Mitch's first uh, year. Mitch's first year. He wasn't playing, though. Not that no, he, much. Yeah, he got, I think he started. It was Mike Glennon. It was, it was Mike Glennon. He started Jordan, the Mike. Yeah. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. I remember uh, that team because I have friends who are Bears fans. We went to that Bears Bengals game. It was like late, like week fifteen or fourteen. It was, and we were at that Bengal game. It was crazy. Yeah. So Mark Sanchez was the practice squad. He was a quarterback. So we had a great, we had a fun practice squad. A lot of guys are still in the league. I'm kind of from that group. But okay. um, I went to the Bears, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to continue the podcast. Why not?" So everyone said, "I don't know if that was the first active podcast from an active player." But, you know, Bustin' with the Boys always talks about it, and all these guys talk about they had the first podcast, but little do they know, 2017 Chicago Bears Week 8, I was still doing it while I was on the team. Uh, I've also ran a bunch of other shows, too. So, yeah, we're just, you know, whatever the word is, accumulation of shows in a oh, media yeah. company, Poor Man's Barstool, Poor Man's Action Park Media, and we just have rip it up. We have, you know, different shows. We have Girls Talking Sports. We have, you know, two Philly legends, Harry Mays, Jason Martinez, talking about whatever the hell they want to talk about that day, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, two Girls, One League is our football show with all the girls. They're all former – most of them are former women's lacrosse players at the University oh, of Florida awesome. where I met my wife. Yeah, and they run the show, and I was always around them, and they had great football knowledge. Uh, the other two are two Philly girls that have great football knowledge too. We had Breaking Bats with Brian O'Grady, who I went to high school with. He's a pro baseball player for seven years, eight years now. He has a show with Justin Ayers. He kills it. Jack Connell is a Philly guy. He's Ross Tucker's show. He helps me with mine. Uh, what else we got to – Few other ones are all slipping my line right now, but That's it's, awesome. we're rock and roll, man. We two girls, one league, and the OG's podcast. Or I, I got into the reels of oh, the two girls, one podcast. I sent it to my buddies. Like this is great. <laughs> well, thank you for doing that because there's a couple ones I've gone viral, like them ripping Eagles fans. That one has got like four thousand shares, hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. views, and like I feel bad because the comments are brutal. Like the poor girls are brutal because they're really smart football fans. So not just because they're females. I don't believe no. in all that. So. They are freaking killer. So, yeah, two girls, one league, man. We spun it, had some fun with it, and they're just killing it, man. They're great personalities. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, You played at Florida. You played at – um, and you also played – you played in the SEC and the ACC and the AAC at Florida and Temple. How much fun was the SEC days, and how much free swag did you get from the University of Florida? Oh, this is pre-Jordan gosh. days, right? Pre-Jordan. We were in Nike Elite School. We got – Three, four jumpsuits a year. Oh, my God. And the bowl game came around. You got all this stuff, the cleats, the shoes. They flew me to Nike because I had foot problems. They're like, oh, we're going to get you right in the shoes that are perfect for you. So I went up to Nike uh, with one of my teammates, Ron Ball, actually passed away from brain aneurysm. Great guy. Um, you know, RIP and loved Ron. So mm-hmm. great guy. But they flew us to Nike because he had an ankle deal. Uh, just, just, it was it was first class until kind of the end, the medical stuff. It got a little business-like, and I, I wasn't a yeah. fan. Um so, yeah, I mean, the school was ridiculous. Yes, you see at that time, I remember watching, uh, going to the field my first game, and I'm standing next to Dante Fowler, and we're, like, both crying because it was so emotional. It was so loud. It's 100 yeah. degrees. The Swamp's got 90,000, 95,000. 
It's by far the loudest stadium under 100,000 people. It's chaos. It's awesome. Like, that's the mecca of college football to me. Like, and again, I, I went there, so I'm probably biased, but like, I, we, we I, take I all any biases. We like it anyway. But like, it's just, I've drive, I visited all of them. I'm from PA. I went to Penn State games as a kid, and they're great. Don't get me wrong, but it's freezing cold. Like, it's a miserable time. It's, it's, it's cool. I get all that, but it's being it's cold. It's like, and I did that in high school. I played all those games. I love playing in the cold. Yeah. But I'm like, this is like the Mecca. It's not like diehard SEC either, which it is, but it's not like, it's almost removed from the SEC in a way. It's like Florida's its own brand. Yeah. Like Alabama, Old Miss, LSU, like they're like true SEC, you know, but Georgia, like, yeah. like, yeah, Georgia, but like old, like they, they just have a different Mississippi State. It's like they're almost like Texas A&M in a way, like they're kind of out of it, but they're in it. Like they're mm-hmm. Florida, Florida's like very like Penn State. All their sports are really good. Like basketball, mm-hmm. you know, Penn State has them, but basketball team, back-to-back national titles, all the swimming. They, like every year it's like us and Stanford for the whatever Capital Cup for the most success. So it was incredible, like. The athletes were so close there. We all used the weight room together. It was oh, really awesome. unique. My wife's an athlete from Florida. Uh, all our best friends are. We moved to Annapolis, Maryland, because they're all lacrosse girls from Florida who all live around there. So, like, it was so unique. We were so close. We had such great relationships. And I had a blast there, man. The, the SEC at the time was incredible. I remember watching the LSU game. Both teams ran the ball, like, 30 times in a row combined. Yeah. Crazy. Mike Gillisley and a really good offensive line. Jeff Driscoll was the quarterback. I remember those days. Yeah. Yep. And then, and him and Jacoby we were set. We couldn't even function. We had like two NFL quarterbacks. The whole offensive line went division one. We couldn't have, I mean, went NFL played. We couldn't even function. Trenton Brown, we were loaded. And Jordan Reed, who's been great, all great on my show. Um, so there's just so much to unpack from this. It's the SEC days, but I remember like seeing Odell Beckham. And seeing Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. and Mettenberg. I think it was Mettenberg. Mettenberg, yeah. yeah, he was the quarterback. Yeah, we we made yeah. fun of him in college because he was like, he can't, he has each two great wide receivers and he can't throw the ball. Oh my God, they were unbelievable. And then Dak Prescott and it was like Johnny Menzel and like Mike Evans before they were Johnny Menzel and Mike yeah. Evans. Like it was like, I remember watching that and we played the first game at Texas AM. I was not there to make the trip. I was hurt, but I watched on TV and be like, who are these guys? Like, different. Yeah. They're studs. So, the SEC is way different. It's my opinion, not even close compared to what the best division in college football is. I played Big Ten teams, good Penn State teams, really good. Yeah, but these guys in the SEC are just they're they're mentally different, mm-hmm. they're physically different, uh, they're meaner. <laughs> they 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 play the best every week, every day. Um, it, it's way different. It's way different rooted. So their number I mean, again when I went to Temple, I remember transferring and be like, who are all these guys? Like I thought I was gonna come in here and waltz in here and ball out, you know, mm-hmm. go to the league. Like I'm the man from the SEC. I got my ass kicked. Matakevich, Ionitis, Tavon Young, Hassan Reddick, Deion Dawkins. I mean, PJ Walker, Robbie Anderson, Keith Kirkwood. And these are all NFL guys. I'm probably not forgetting the right. Sean Chandler. The list goes on and on and on. And I'm like, wow. Half this team should be playing at Florida, and then we went on to have really good years at Temple. Six wins, back to back, ten wins. Beat you know, beat Penn State uh, for the first time seventy five years. Won the American Athletic Conference Championship. You know, rule goes off to Baylor, and the rest is history. Now we got yeah. thirty guys in the league. That's it's even better. It's like when you look at it, the Temple's like a great football school, which is crazy, and it's always been known to me as like a basketball school. And it's like mm-hmm. the football is like there. It's it's wild. So, how how much fun was your? You you played your what was your first year of the Panthers twenty twenty the the COVID year, mm-hmm. how crazy was that because you couldn't do anything at all it was like you were like cut off from everything am I right? 
mean, yeah, it affects you way more personally than people can even imagine. Like literally your parents, my parents didn't come to any games. Those are the most I played in my NFL career. Mm-hmm. Played it, played every game but one. Played 350 plus, well, three, I think it was 330. 330 snaps. And I was heavily involved in what we were doing. You know, some games were more than others, but I was heavily involved and had a great role. And, you know, my parents wouldn't come to those games. My parents have been coming to every game my whole life. Um, you know, we lived in a, a house 30 minutes from the facility because if you went out and they got COVID from being out, mm-hmm. I don't know how they could track that. If you went out and had drinks or beers or somewhere, like, and they saw you, you're up to like a $100,000 fine. Jesus. So I'm like, I'm going to go live up on Lake Norman here and just enjoy my back porch and hang out and commute. You know, and it was it was unique. And again, I'm not saying all these like this is a first world problems, folks. I'm not. I mean, obviously, what was happening and how sad it was. That's a whole nother discussion. And yeah. That's not what we're talking about. But it was really unique. I mean, we we went and got tested every day. There was no oh. bye week. We had to go get tested at the facility every day at the bye week. Um, it just was really crazy times. I don't think that that chapter's closed either with the NFL and all the stuff that kind of went on. It's. It was really unique, mm-hmm. um, but a blessed, blessed period to play pro football. Like, it's my first year in the league. I had an absolute blast. Oh, know, yeah. Our offense was nasty that year. We were loaded. I think we had five uh, five guys over 1,000 yards rushing and receiving. So, um, Teddy B, a quarterback. So, it was unique times. But it was um, Coach Rule's first year, and I was the XFL guy. You know, that was like Coach Rule's guy. And yeah. then to be able to make the roster and then be there three years, that was a really cool thing. Kind of debunked that. And like we were talking about that yesterday with some people too. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, man, it was great. I love Carolina. I love the fans. I love, I, I kinda... love, I love, I was, I've stopped there both times as I'm doing road trips in Carolina. I've actually, the fun fact, I was at the Carolina Panther store picking up someone for my buddy. I ran into the owner, David Tepper, like shopping around. Yeah. Coolest no guy. Ever. He was so cool. Like, oh my lord, this is like the first owner I met. I was like, oh my lord, this is awesome. Yeah, he's worth more than every owner combined too, which is yeah. a whole other story. But oh, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I love my time in Carolina. I'm a free agent now. We're kind of looking to see what's going on. Um, hopefully, go back there. But you know, a lot of chips. You need to fall where they need to fall. So yeah, you know, we'll see how it pans out and kind of see what's going on with next. Definitely, it is Super Bowl week. By the way, I think it's it's a big week. It's also I will say that it is. It is a Super Bowl week, but I'm, the best part is it's also it's best part in Arizona. It's also the week the click clack open, as Tony Bruno would say. So it's there's so many people in Arizona right now. I know whoever set that up, PGA Tour, NFL, guys, you dropped the ball. Yeah, that as a ball, everyone's like, "Well, it's going to be crazy here." Well, like those businesses, like are going nuts so you can't even move. I don't know, like have it back to back weeks. Like that's how you help business. That's how you help the economy. I'm I'm mm-hmm. big on small business and like what winning does for the Philadelphia area when the Eagles are good. Like my mom's retail store there. She's like, the stores are packed with green. Like our numbers when the Eagles win and lose are different. Like that's a real thing. So yeah, I mean, they, they, they dropped the ball on that. The waste management open though is just debauchery. Yes. I come to Key West this time of year, every year. So I'm going to miss that for the next whatever. Um, <laughs> I missed the boat. I don't want to be like, I have no problem like going to Kentucky Derby because everybody's like, oh, Kentucky Derby now. Like, of course, I didn't go back in the 80s when it was like smaller. Yeah. I have no problem going back, even though it's massive. But if I'm doing that, I got to spend to go and like, I don't want to sit in crazy lines for four hours. And exactly. like, I'm just not into that. Not, I'm getting old. I feel you on that. And plus, I feel like if they did it back to back weekends, if, if they did it like the week after or just moved the, the farmers open to another weekend or the Pepsi Pro Am to another o- 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 weekend, it would have been perfect, anyways. 
Yeah. Don't people can't even get Airbnbs. You can't even fly out from the Northeast. No. I got a friend of mine. He's flying to West Palm with his dad. They're spending a night just to enjoy that. And then flying to West Palm direct into Phoenix because there's no other way. There's, you can't get there from the Northeast, New York, Newark, Baltimore, Washington. They're all booked up because of the Eagles are going. So I know Eagles fans are nuts. though, man, I know nuts. So, so I did Arizona week five for the Eagles. I literally like my flight was at six, like six 30 in Miami for Eagle fans. I was like, wa- I was like walking in an Eagles. Hat. I was like, Oh my Lord, this is about to be debauchery Dude, parade. <laughs> I've heard six Eagles chants in Key West, Florida already. It was all on Monday. We're setting the over under at 60 by Sunday morning. Oh my God. It, it, yeah. It's chaos down here for Eagles. It, it's a couple of Kansas City fans, but it's different. These Eagles fans are different. I said it on my podcast. They're the best fans in the world. And I'm mm-hmm. saying they're the best people in the world. I'm saying it's the best fans in the world. We played in Charlotte. Here's how I here's how I was convinced. We had to go silent cadence on the road. Oh my on, at our home, excuse me. You're the Paul Philip Rivers. Home. We are silent, right? Philip Rivers in LA. We are silent in Charlotte. I'm like, oh my God, on the field. I'm like, this is chaos. It's a fourth quarter. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm from Philly. I get it. I have 50 people at the game. Mm-hmm. So it, but it was nutty. And they're nutty. They're different. Oh, yeah. Like, you're an idiot. These people wearing Niner stuff. Oh, like the my wife, two radio hosts are just are a riot right now, by the way. Dude, like if you wore if you wore Niner stuff to a game, you, you want to get you're okay with someone putting their hands on you. Like, let's be real. I'm not saying that's the right thing by the Eagles no. fan, but this isn't a moral conversation. Like, you're not in Jacksonville or Kansas City or, or Miami or Carolina or Miami, LA, you know, sipping a pina colada watching the game in LA. You are in not even in New York. You're in oh, Philly. Yeah. And how many horror stories? I mean, like uh, the players' wives, I know some players on the team. I thought their wives were crazy. But I would, Sydney, my wife, she would never, she would be wearing whatever, a hoodie from Gainesville. Hoodie, hoodie or a vet, like a nice Florida Gators vest or something, you know? Yeah. Like nothing to rep that represents anything with that team because you're just asking for it. Yeah. Like, Joe Perry came on the Sam Boner show today, legend in South Philly car sales. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was the guy that literally was doing, he, he was, he just had 50 beers and was like, came and like fell on the steps, popped up bloody. People were going crazy for him. He ripped his shirt off. Like that's Philly mm-hmm. to me. So yeah, it's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl, man. It's, it is. It's also two great fan bases too. Like, every, like the, awesome. the great, it's awesome. Because the other thing, a lot of people who are from Kansas City retire in Arizona. Like a lot of the Midwest they either retire in the mid like AZ or just go to Cali. But everyone in the East Coast goes to Florida. So it's literally like people tell me there's so many Kansas City fans out there because it's like they all retire out there. So it's gonna be a great mix of fans. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's gonna be a great game too. Like I won't make a prediction because I can't. Like it's not a good look. It's like, oh, hey, we're gonna bring you into Kansas City. You pick the Eagles or vice versa. You pick yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, it's just not really good, in my opinion. Some players do. It's not my not my shtick. Um, but I'll say this. For the fans out there, who's going to win? What's I just trust your eyes. I don't listen to ESPN. I don't listen to all these podcasts. Like, what do my eyes say when I watch the teams? Mm-hmm. And then kind of go from there. That's what I was saying. I know it's kind of generic, but to really think about it from a fan's perspective. And then secondly, for me, it's like, all right, like, okay, how are you going to guard all the Eagles? Because they're mm-hmm. going to blind you up. They're going to run Zode Reed. Jalen's going to run more than normal. Mm-hmm. It's the last game of the year. Eagles believe in their backup as well a little bit to go get them, you know, finish off the game. Maybe who knows? So they're yeah. going to run them more. Zone Reed 
how's Kansas City going to take those double teams off when the guard and the center are knocking the guy out? Are they going to shoot the backer through and then it leaves more holes, but it also takes the double team, allows the defense to penetrate more? Are you going to guard the receivers man-to-man coverage because they're really good for the birds? And then on the flip side, like Kansas City's got some problems, some really good young players and some draft picks that are young and smart mm-hmm. and tough. So we'll see, man. Kansas City, how are you going to stop Travis Kelsey? How are they going to move him around? All the things that come with that. There's a lot to unpack with the game. So many things to watch. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to do a fun uh, rapid fire? We do all of our guests who are new. Perfect. Who's the white whale guest that you want to have on the Colin Thompson show? Jason Witten. That's a good one, actually. How much free how much free swag have you acquired during college days of Florida and Temple? Any crazy player exclusive you got, like shoes, anything you got, crazy stories like that? Player exclusive. My favorite shirt ever is when we won the state. Beat, you know, beat when the East beat the state is what Mushan would say of Florida. Mm-hmm. So we had this sick, like gator color, like it was like an orange shirt with the score against Florida State, like very subtle. Oh, nice. And the state and the state was blue gator scaled, and it was like Vic winner. Like, so yeah, I I have a lot of good stuff. We got so much stuff. I purged all of it. Like my wife's like, okay, and then we do it together. It's like pick two shirts, pick two shorts, pick because if not, it's just chaos. We give it away. My family loves it, you know. <laughs> Throw some gator gear down my way would be nice anyways. What's one thing from the Carolinas that you can bring up north and one thing up north you can bring to the Carolinas? It could be anything. Well, it's the bread right away, thinking about food, back to the Carolinas. And then from the Carolinas, I'm bringing the weather because the weather there is tremendous year-round. You're going to get a little touch of cold in the winter. You're going to get a little touch of... You know, warm, really hot in the summer, like it, but it's really hot as shit in the Northeast. People don't understand that it's hot as hell in the Northeast in the summer. Yeah. So I'm bringing the weather up. It's really modest year round, all different types, and you get a fall, you get a little seasonal stuff. I love it. That same t- when I drove down, I was like, oh, I could throw shorts on and get rid of these sweatpants for once driving down. Yeah. Yep. Any crazy stories working sidelines for Temple football when you're calling games and stuff? Yeah, the lights went out when we were at ECU calling a game. And it was funny, Molly McGrath, who's like super successful, right? And like, I'm standing there and she's coming to me for the inside scoop of what's going on upstairs because they lost connection too. So I'm like, yes, uh, what do we got here, guys? I'm down here with Molly McGrath. Molly, what are your thoughts? Like I'm interviewer during the thing. So yeah, that was the crazy thing that happened during that. What two, what teams do you still root for when you're playing? Since you're, you're, you're inactive, you're currently at a free agent for the NFL. Who do you root for anyways for like other teams out of other leagues still? Who do you still Just root for? Just where my buddies are at. Honestly, just where my buddies are at, a coach up that. So I could literally make a debate probably for 25 teams because it's like last week I was like rooting for the Eagles because of Hassan Reddick. And I was also yeah. rooting for the Niners because of Chris McCaffrey. And we got really close. And Mike McGlinchey with the Niners and Dan Brunskill with the Niners. So that's where I struggle. Plus, I didn't grow up an Eagles fan because my mom's best friend, Tim Lewis, was a defensive coordinator with the Giants and the Steelers. So I grew up going to those games and meeting Jerome Bettis and okay. meeting Cordell Stewart. So I have a weird fandom. It's like for me, as I work down here in Miami, people are like, do you root for any of the Miami sports teams? I'm like, not really. I just, I still root for the Eagles, Cubs, and the, the Flyers are just disconnected to me right now. Yeah. So it's great when Drew went there, though. For your uh, can I be on? It was fun, but I knew I, he, I heard what he didn't want to sign a, a, a contract, et cetera. I was like, what the hell are we doing here, anyways? So yeah, tough look. Who's your Mount Rushmore of tight ends? George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski, Jason Witten. It's a good question. That may be it. We may go three. All I right. want guys that can block and catch. I want okay. guys that do both. I'm not saying the other guys aren't great tight ends. So Gronk, Kittle, Witten. Oh, man, I can't think of a fourth. Can you think of a fourth who did both? I'm trying to figure that out. They're the big three, though. 
Yeah, those are the big three. Not Frank Wy- so- Frank Wy- Frank Wycheck. All right, we'll we'll go with that. Philly one. guy, Philly guy. <laughs> Let's go I know Frank. Or we can or we can just be funny like us. Let's say Joe Rose, but he was the true first passing cat, cat, caught um catching tight end. Anyways, played there the you Dolphins. Go. There you go. All right, Colin, promote yourself. Tell me, uh, promote not, not for long media and everything. Go. Mount Rushmore, George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski, Jason Wynn, Ian Thomas of your Carolina Panthers. There we go. And then, um, uh, let's see, promote everything. Sorry. Yeah, promote promote yourself. Promote the brand that you work. Everything. Promote, okay. promote your show and everything. Notforlongmedia.com. Check mm-hmm. it out. Colin Thompson show. Awesome show. Thank you. I mean, I'm biased, but I love it. We keep it loose, Same keep deal. it light. We have a bunch of bunch of just different guests on, fun, media personalities, actors, chefs, radio hosts, pro athletes, first round picks. We just keep it loose. It's Joe Rogan minus the weed and the booze and the 150 million, you know, and the politics and the yeah. politics. Um, no, that's it, man. I appreciate it. We have a blast. Not for long media. Check it out. We have a bunch of different shows for everybody. You know, kind of like you said earlier, I like these two shows. I follow that. Like, that's what we try to bring. Definitely too. Colin Thompson, you are also the first pro athlete that's on the podcast. Whoa. Yeah, you are the first one, actually. Well, I'm down to come on, man. This is the crazy season right now, but but uh in a couple of weeks here, it calms down and get me on. I'd love to come back. Definitely. And you're also a recurring guest now. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Welcome back. Big thanks to Colin Thompson. You can follow Colin Thompson at, at Colin Thompson TU on Twitter and Colin Thompson. 86 on instagram so follow colin thompson on the socials please and follow not for and for not for long media as well as not not for long media is a handle on twitter and so follow them they have a good good podcasting group of breaking bats by the ogs pod two girls one league and the sam sam boners i personally like um two girls one league i think it's the most hilarious podcast of two chicks talking football it's also very informative and it just, it just has a great vibe to it. Um, please follow that podcast as well. I think we talked, Colin and I talked about that podcast as well. And we were talking about it in the conversation today. So, alrighty, that's the Lions final segment of the year before we go, before we, we shelve it till the next football season. So Clyde, let's do it for the last time. Whoosh. Welcome to Guess the Lines. It's just the final segment of the year, and it'll be back next year. Clyde, how you doing? Who would have thought the Eagles are in the Super Bowl? This is crazy. That's right. Go, go, go birds. birds. Get your hand off my knee. Go birds. Go birds. Let's <laughs> fucking go, man. Let's go. It's here. The Eagles. Uh, we're pumped up, dude. We're pumped up. Uh, I, I'm finally back here. Uh, it was great going out there after we beat the Niners ass. And now here we go playing Big Red and Andy once again. Uh, finally coming back and it's, uh, it's going to be crazy. Absolutely. How, cra- how crazy was it at Lincoln financial field tailgates? I know I saw a Bay area sports talk radio morning show went out and they hated it. They got harassed and everything. I did see that. I, I mean, come on, grow up, grow up. Grow I up, Shasky. Grow up, Shasky. Plenty of Niners fans that were having fun. I was there. Yeah. I was there from like 10 AM. Uh, since uh, we left around one, went to center city, watched there. Uh, I mean, dude, Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You gotta have thick skin when you come here. You gotta. If you're gonna come here, you gotta realize we're gonna mess with you and it's gonna, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. We don't most... <laughs> most of us don't want to fight you. There are some <laughs> assholes want to fight you. Yes. But most of us are just, you know, we're messing around, man. Like we're just trying to have fun. And that's really all it is. It's all in good fun. I love talking to rival fans, especially mm-hmm. once it gets to the playoffs. It's really is something I cherish the most legitimately. Like I really do like arguing. I, oh, like I do too. Lot, and it's, it's really fun. I think I've been, I think I do a lot, especially in hockey. It's like, are they good? Are we sure they're good? Like I like to piss off a lot of like the small town fan bases, like the Carolina hurricanes and like, <laughs> like the Pittsburgh family. Are you sure you're good? Are you really going to win the Stanley Cup? Like, yeah, no, we are. I don't say anything anymore. Oh, you know, we're Flyers fans, but oh, I, I don't care anymore. It's like, I'm a widowed flyer fan, a widowed NHL fan. I could say whatever I want. So for sure. Try to knock me out, bud up in the upper bowl. What? I dare you to do it. Yeah, a literally upper bowl right there. The upper bowl, like do it in the upper tank. See if you want to do it, Mr. Penguins fan. Like if you're this or tough guy, you know, like in front of your fucking girlfriend, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The hockey fans are different, pre, but yeah, I think oh, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the tilt. Um, I mean, have you actually not looked at the lines yet? I haven't. I I've been all I've been told it's been flipping left and right. And I've been trying to ignore it right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've been all over the place. I did put a parlay in. Um, oh, God. Already an early parlay. And then I have some more bets. Actually, I also bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl uh, week 17 after they lost to the Saints. Okay. And the odds were like plus 700. So I, I think a $20 bet's going to win me like 200. So so I bet um the Eagles won the NFC back after the Arizona game. I threw that bet in. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this bet in so I can enjoy the Super Bowl, you know? That's true. I mean, I don't know. I th- I'm feeling pretty confident here. Uh, but I fucked up on the Phillies bet for us because I, I had Phillies yeah. plus 1,200. I was like, you know what? Let me just get the Eagles. I doubled down on it twice, by the way. I threw like 20 <laughs> bucks on it. And I, I didn't know. I just like, you know what? I'm going to do it twice and see what happens, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, uh, I was thinking this is, I mean, if you're going to put a parlay in before we get into the actual, you know, numbers, you got to get a, a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Like that's a lock. You got to exactly. get, I think Miles Sanders, anytime touchdown lock, uh, Devonta Smith, anytime touchdown. Would you throw a Kenny Gainwell anytime touchdown? Yeah, I could see that too. I could. I, see I love Kenny Gainwell. I said it. I, from the... I mean, uh, I'm more on the side of this is going to be a game in the air all over yeah. the place on both sides of the ball. Uh, but you know, you never know. Gamewell could get involved. Sanders has been good. Scott's been impactful. So I, I, all of their running backs have been solid. So we'll see on that front. I think Sanders is definitely a lock Gamewell. I'd feel a little more nervous about, but Why not? Way, I think that's all good. I, and a lot of people pick Brown over Smith. I just like Smith. He has a little bit of better odds. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, they probably both find the end zone. I think this is going to be a barn burner. Oh uh, yeah. And, and I really do also think it's going to probably come down to the wire and really uh, to these really last final drives. And I, I don't know, it's going to be close. I think the Eagles will pull away uh, late, 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 maybe almost, uh, I don't know. I, I can't say garbage time because it'll be a close game, but just, uh, I don't know during the witching hour, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm really, I'm so like, 
I'm a little nervous, honestly. I'm, I want to see what this defense will look like. Like, I want to know what Patrick Mahomes looked like. I want to know what his ankles looking like. Because I, I really feel like this defense is going to wreck this Chiefs O-line. I, wreck is strong. I mean, I do think we're going to get to them the way that uh, we've gotten to a lot of other teams. But at the same time, it is the Chiefs. It is Patrick Mahomes, one mm-hmm. of the greatest quarterbacks ever um, already. So I think, uh, yeah, it's a tough task still. As much as he's banged up, the team's banged up. That's what they said last week. I mean, the Bengals are no team to scoff at no. and, and they fell to them. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I definitely think the chiefs are not a, a team we should be doubting uh, at the same time. I think the Eagles clearly have the better roster. I think this is the greatest Philadelphia team we've ever seen in the city in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they give us no reason to doubt them. Jalen hurts is the best quarterback we've ever watched. Uh, is he the most likable Eagles quarterback next to Nick Foles? I would say so. I like mean, if you, it might if even you, be more likable than Foles, just because not that Foles was not likable, but I think just everyone knew that Foles wasn't going to be the guy. Yeah. You know, like it's an amazing story, but everyone knew, you know, not everyone was going to be watching Nick Foles for the next 10 years. No, so I, think, I think the hype around him, the, the, the fact that he's young, the fact that he faced adversity in, in many, many parts of life, um, I think all of it kind of brings, especially in Philly. Uh, he really is kind of the perfect character for a place like this and going to Alabama and getting benched and, and going to the playoff and the national championship and dealing with adversity at that stage and then transferring and going to another school and earning your keep and becoming a starter and then leading them to the playoff. I mean, from going into here with Wentz and overcoming that and then becoming the starter, it's just everything he does is likable. Uh, it's going to be an amazing quarterback matchup. I really yeah. do think this this game will probably remind everyone of uh, I I believe that was Chiefs Bills last year. That was just absolutely insane touchdown yeah. after touchdown. That's I mean honestly that's what I'm picturing. And I get it. The Eagles defense I think clearly has the advantage over the KC defense. Uh, but at the same time, Eagles defense can only make so much of an impact. It's still the Kansas City Chiefs. It's still an Andy Reid offense with an all-time great quarterback. I mean, we cannot stress that enough. And I, I you know, I'm with you. I, I part of me wants to think the defense can can find a way to dominate, but I think there will be moments where they dominate. But I mm-hmm. think that's what it will be. It will be moments. It's not going to be this all-out stopping Kansas City the way we saw last week. Um, so. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't think Kansas city is going to be the, I, I guess most people are coming at it with an expectation that Kansas city is ready. I mean, they've been there, they've done that. I know they don't have Tyreek Hill, but a lot of the rest of their no team. No McCole Hardman though. That's a big one because he, he's out. That is, yeah. yeah, it's true. And you're that's really true. relying on Kelsey and Kadarius, Tony and Isaiah, well, Isaiah Pacheco. I think those are guys that have actually worked out amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, this year for them, uh, especially Pacheco, uh, even Tony, who seemed like he didn't, he wasn't stunning uh, in New York, but now he seems to be making an impact in KC, which is wild. Which yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I was Andy Reed, Andy Reed will take a problem child and fix him a yeah. lot of the time. That's what he does. Um, and I don't know, man, I think this is it. The Eagles got it. I really do. Um, uh, some garbage time touchdown. I I need to stop saying garbage time. I think it's, it's gonna be a late touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. That's, I think it's gonna yeah. be a last minute touchdown driving game, and the defense has got to stop somehow. And the thing I'm worried about is this long layoff. 
it's just been weird. It's like, I, I have been like, I think this week the heart rate's been going up on me the whole time. It's like, fuck, Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I'm fucking worried. It's like the Eagles, they faced Tom Brady twice in my lifetime. And I was like, <laughs> went one and one. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Patrick Mahomes, next generational great quarterback. And it's like, fuck. And J- it's Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes, two great big 12 quarterbacks. There's so many storylines. And did you see that Jalen Hurts almost transferred to Maryland or Miami, by the way? I did, yeah. Which was wild. And I I usually like to shit on Saban as much as I can, but telling him to go to Oklahoma was the biggest, greatest advice he's ever done, honestly. It's crazy. Like Lincoln Riley should be the offensive, is like the offensive genius of all time. Like you can't put, especially in the college game, like he can make any quarterback look like a million bucks in a first round pick or a second round pick. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, they have amazing, amazing uh, methods over there. I know. So it's crazy. Um, you guys aren't, you, you, you know, anyone going out to the Super Bowl or no? Uh, some of our guys at BetQL are out there. Um, they were doing weekday shows. Uh, also, some WIP guys were out there, of course, but um, nothing too crazy. I mean, some I, of saw t- I was looking at tickets there. last second, $7,000 upper deck. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, as much as I love the Eagles, it's it'd be a great time. It's uh, it's it's literally the best thing. weekend of all time because you have the click clack open. Well, the the I think it's more for Radio Row and tailgating, and yeah. I don't even really necessarily care about going into the game. Um, you know, I think that all that other stuff is what I'm more jealous about the the Radio Row, the experience, yeah. the all of media being there at once. It's a it's a fun time. Um, so that's that being said, uh. You know, it'd be great to go to the game, but come on, seven thousand dollars. Like, even if your team wins the Super Bowl, that's just it's rough. It's rough dealing with that. You know, then you got to go I'm, back and pay, hard. pay all your bills. Still, like, oh, that's a lot. That's hard a lot. times. That's what um, yeah. uh, it was. Rick Flair was in hard times. It's crazy. Um, let's go through the let's guess the line. Tell me some prop bets. Let's guess these, some of these prop bets if you got some at all. So, um, uh, are the Eagles favored by two and a half? I'm gonna guess. They were favored by one and a half the last time I checked, but let me double check. Right now. The line keeps sometimes uh, adjusting. Oh, better question. Have you seen why the Eagles are doing the NFL shop? Do you hear the NFL shop ran out of green jerseys for Super Bowl week? I ordered a uh, Hertz Super Bowl jersey, and yeah, it's not going to be here. No, do you see they ran out of green jerseys because the Eagles are so hot this year and they could not make any Super Bowl jerseys with the patch on it? Uh, they did make some. They sold out immediately. Uh, yeah. They do have those fashion jerseys too, the gray ones. I Which got. I hate. Yeah, the gray ones I don't like. I ended up actually getting a black one though. That's technically fashion. Uh, the it black has, one was cool. I thought about buying it. It didn't feel like it. Yeah, I got that one, but I don't think it'll be here by Sunday, unfortunately. Either way, though, I had to come on. I don't even have a Super Bowl jersey from last run, so I had to do it. Um, oh, I, I I got one. I got a Foles one. That's why. Yeah, I and shouldn't say, yeah, I don't have one of those, but either way, um, because I missed out on 39, that's why I'm well, that's, like, that's not only the thing. Obviously, the Eagles were hot and everyone wanted an Eagles jersey, so that's one thing. But the biggest part of that is the Eagles, the word mark over the number yeah. is still the old one, and they're changing that next year. So, Nike, um, they weren't really making Eagles jerseys anymore because they were like, all right, well. Mm-hmm. we don't need like they were just preparing for next year they're not going to sell as many they think but then i don't know i guess they didn't necessarily think about the super bowl which is dumb 
but yeah. either way, uh, yeah, that's why. And those gray ones, they're generic around the league. They do those. I guess they have a lot of that color. So yeah, it's like when Re- remember when Reebok used to do those black and white jerseys, those fashion yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one and a half. You said. Uh, yeah, yeah. Currently, I have no. I don't have a sports book available down here. I don't want to go all offshore. Give me the Eagles. Why not? Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing there. Uh, Chiefs money line opened, I think, around plus one twelve. Right now, it's at plus one hundred four. Wow. Eagles minus one twenty two, and over under. What are you thinking? Is it fifteen and a half? Yep, right on the money. Wow. I think over, over, over all day. I see it all over day. Now. I think it's gonna be like a twenty. I think it's gonna be thirty one, twenty eight game. I think like thirty six. 34 29 or something like that yeah yeah i think the eagles it's gonna be a close one i i will say that i am nervous about sunday's game um i would not be able to watch it right away because i have to work the audit the the westwood one pregame show for uh for wqam so i'm like great but crap i gotta like be right like i'm ready to leave like once the eagle game starts so i have no place to watch it yet still I'm having just people here because it's going to be a madhouse at all the bars, and you got to spend a bunch of money, and it's just. Dude, yeah. I was looking at bow campers down in Fort Lauderdale, one fifty per seat. That's not even bad. No, it's to not, dude. Right here, oh my god, it's it's, it's out of control. We had to, we had to spend seven hundred dollars as a table last week, which wasn't hard. We had like fourteen people, so it wasn't bad. Oh, it's not bad though. But I mean, this week it's some places they're saying like 500 a seat. It's ridiculous. Jesus. So I, we're, I mean, we have our places are huge, but we're going to reorganize it. We have a projector. Oh, like, I missed that. Pro- I missed those projector days, by the way. I really do. I, we don't really even use it, but we're going to put it up for the game. So if you know, anyone did not know, um, Clyde used to live in Connecticut and he had a projector screen and everything at this old place. And oh, it yeah, was, that was it, the life. That was, the I, life. I always say this. Football Sundays at Clyde's place was literally the best. And that was the like one year I did not go to many Eagle games. I was like, I kind of want to go watch it on projector screen, honestly. I mean, yeah, exactly. Sounds Especially when it's that far of a drive. Come on. Yeah. Instead of driving two hours and leaving at 6 a.m. to go get liquored up in a parking lot, I can get up and get a workout and leave by like 11 and be ready by one o'clock to, to um, kick off anyways. Yeah. Yeah, no. what's some of these problems? That basement. Way. Shout out Mike for that basement. Shout sick. out to Mike. Where's he at these days, anyways? He's in Philly now. He's, He's leasing in... that house to someone. Yeah, <laughs> someone's someone's still using that. Stick Is he? Gi- He's the one who's a Giants fan, right? No, that was Mark. Oh, okay. Mark's a Giants guy. Uh, no, no, yeah, he likes the Eagles. Don't worry. Okay, I, I was okay. confused because there's so many. Like your that that house was was the best, anyways. That's why. Yeah, it was a sick house. Yes. Um, let's go through these prop bets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Um, well, the most bet on one, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. Yeah. Minus 120. I'll take it. It's going to happen. I mean, put it in a parlay. That's put it in a parlay. Do. Can you change? I, I always like, I think he's going to get two touchdowns at least, I feel. I agree. You can. Uh, you could do at least two as well. I don't see it right here on the sports book I'm looking at, but yeah, Ooh. I know on a lot you can. Um, Jalen Hurts plus 100. Miles Sanders plus 120, AJ Brown plus 120, Pacheco plus 135, uh, Smith plus 165. So, you know, they continue to get more and more unlikely, but some pretty good numbers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to passing yards, uh, there's a lot that you can choose from. Uh, for example, I did Jalen Hurts over 
199 passing yards. And I believe that was something like uh minus 110. Okay. And then I did uh I also did Patrick Mahomes under mm-hmm. 299 passing wow. yards. Wow. I don't know, that's a little bit of a long shot. That was like plus 125 or something. Mm-hmm. Um and parlayed that with uh I think the over, I parlayed Eagles money line. Um, so yeah, I, and I also did a Travis Kelsey anytime, uh, Miles Sanders, anytime and a Smith anytime. So all that together, I, I put in 20 and it'll pay out around like a thousand three hundred. Jeez. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to put in more bets too. So we'll, I got, this is the first, super, this there. is the second Super Bowl I have not been able to throw bets in actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, la- the last time I did the Super Bowl was last year. I threw his throwing bets in while I was driving down to Florida to move in. Isn't there a new casino in Florida yet that does it or no? No, there's no sports gambling down here. I have to use, they're not a sponsor. I don't have better. I have to use my better edge account. Thank you to Courtney Fallon, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But I, I know. Mean, um, there's nothing even in person though. No, no, there's no brick or mortar or anything. Unless you want it in person, you can go back to your bookie, which I don't want to do anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get shot in today's I, day and age. I don't want to get kneecapped with a metal baseball bat by TPX <laughs> or a Louisville slugger. Come on. Hard times down here in Florida. They just won't get their you know what together. So, well, um, what do you think about some of the fun stuff? I know uh, which song Rihanna is going to sing first. That's what are some good Rihanna songs? I, I I have to look this up because I've not listened to Rihanna music and maybe Umbrella. Since- people are saying, uh, "What's my name?" Uh, da 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 She has a all list. right. I'm looking at I'm looking at her Spotify. I'm gonna say diamonds. Could yeah, Diamonds be, is going to be there, yeah. Diamonds going to be there. We Found Love, Stay. I don't remember that song. Stay is good. I'm trying, what album did I like from Rihanna from college days? I used to play. Oh, Back. I love Rihanna, dude. Rihanna's okay. better, than most, uh, better than most pop artists. Which one? I forgot which one we played in college all the time. There was one good one I had. I forgot which one it was. Uh, oh yeah love right now is a good one i think or right right now by david yeah right now yeah right now is a good one yeah that was the one i played in college a lot actually and i had i actually got many many roommates hated that song i was like why it's like it's a banger that's why um what special guests do you think we'll see on stage as our as our guest you think maybe jay-z I think Jay Z's a lock. He's in L. He's in L. A. This week for the LeBron game. Anyways, well, he used to like uh, he used to manage her, so I would I would assume. Um, I would say if he it didn't have a quite the year, I would say Kanye, but I doubt it. I Kanye doubt is it. um. <laughs> what can I say about Kanye right? Yeah, now? I don't know. He's I don't know. He's probably it's kind of crazy because he hasn't. He's kind of stopped doing stuff, yeah. which I didn't expect that. I thought he'd just continue to double down. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that, but I don't. I think, I I think Jay Z's a lock, like you said. And if Jay Z's there, I'm just trying to think of the other like Rock Nation, like kind Was of Missy Elliott a real, um a Rock Nation. Not person? really, but she was around them at times. I don't know. I I do think it's going to mostly be about her. So yeah. It's not like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Which, yeah, yeah. What, when it's you look at be. AZ Super Bowl halftime shows in that stadium, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Katy Perry left Shark. Like, this one better be a banger, you know? Yeah. Which, 
I'm hoping for. I, I, I honestly like the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, we saw Freddie Mitchell of Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah, that was good. That was a banger. Was I will say, I will always that say that. Um, that was a- but I, you know what? I'll say this first because every single year people have to fucking complain about the halftime show. Just don't watch it if you're gonna complain. I mean. I get it. Some of the newer ones haven't been as great. Like the Travis Scott one, people had opinions about, which I get. And there was was that one. It was like Maroon five, Travis Scott. It was like, this was in New York. I think like, Oh, I hate, I hate, I did not watch that Super Bowl. Actually. I was, um, I was very mad. That's why about the Eagles. And I wanted San Fran to go to the, uh, the Super Bowl that year. And I was pissed. Yeah. But either way, that one had a lot of controversy last year. Who was in it last year? I'm trying to think. Uh, Dr. Dre and other people. Like oh, yeah, was last year was great. Yeah, and people were complaining. Mean, I hated the the weekend was bad. The weekend, uh, yeah, I don't know. People who like the weekend, I think it just depends if you like him. I, I was former. He is a good performer, but I think you also have to like. He's almost. I know he's a mainstream artist, but he's kind of niche the way he like delivers his like stuff. I, so. His early stuff when I listened to him in college was my favorite. After that, like I'm out. I kind of feel the opposite. I feel like I like his newer stuff more. But either oh, way. Like- Either way, I, I get that. Um, what color do you think the Gatorade's going to be? I didn't see that when I was looking either. Um, I think I'll go with... Uh, fuck it, dude. The Eagles are going to win. We're going with green. I, I always say lemon-lime. I always say lemon-lime. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. That, lemon that lime. will be the go-to, yeah. Lemon-lime will be it, you know? I think that's what they use for Doug. I think that they have to do lemon-lime. It only makes sense. Yeah, that'd be oh. hype. Is another statue going up? <laughs> uh. Better question. Who would be, if there is another statue going up for the Eagles, who would it be? Uh, Jason Kelsey. I think Kelsey, when he retired, I think he's going to get a statue. Yeah. Um, Donnie's not going to get a statue. I don't think so. Mm, yeah, I don't, he already got his number of time. I don't think, what, what statue would they do? Like one doing the shimmy shake, you know? Yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot. Uh, they not, should they should stay away from it. Stay yeah. away from the statue for a while. Yeah, let's don't do a stat like do a statue when the player retires. Yeah, and don't don't do one for this team. As much I as think- I said this is the best Super Bowl team ever, let's wait. You gotta wait. There's still a, like come on. So yeah. Uh it is NBA trade deadline, by the way. Yeah. What were your all right? We're, we'll we'll get to Katie next. What were your thoughts when you saw Russell? What, like, do you before that? Did you watch that Lakers Thunder game on Tuesday night? I mean, I saw the clips. I wasn't watching the game though. No, I was. I watched till LeBron break the the record. Then I was like, I'm out. I saw enough. I saw history. I'm gonna go to bed. Then I found out they lost. I was like, wait, they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I mean, and, and they just blew Lakers. up. And they blew up the roster. So typical Lakers. It's like what they do. it's what they do best. So, like, do you think this is a like D'Angelo Russell's back for the Lakers after being shipped away when um he snitched out on Swaggy P? If you remember that, mm-hmm. he's back. Uh, Russell Westbrook's about to get bought out by by Utah. Who else do you think is on? Is Pat Beverly on the move next? Because I kind of like him in the Lakers. He was, he was hilarious during the Celtic game when he brought a camera. It was truly a foul. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm thinking with all of this NBA trade deadline 
Kyrie and KD, the Real Housewives of Brooklyn, yes. finally over. Um, Kyrie always making problems worse, man. Like it's always something else. Always he needs a new situation. Blah blah blah. He's just the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's honestly a shame because he's a great guy. He helps with amazing charities. Uh, he really is one of the most gifted shooters of all time. And it's just a shame that he constantly has to hold himself back. And whoever the people are that give him advice just don't know what they're talking about. He needs about. to blow up his inner circle, let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it, definitely. Um, but either way, the fact that he couldn't find a way with KD to work something out while KD was injured and coming back um, and just there forcing. I mean, it just goes to show you everything you need to know about both of those players. If you're just going to run like that, it's... It's not a good look. Um, it's a bad look. I will look. say the Nets, man, getting Dinwiddie back and what is it? Four unprotected first round picks. Like they yeah. are just falling out. And I, I think that's honestly, it feels like the Nets are kind of doing the same thing after uh, they lost Joe Johnson and, and Pierce. And like when they tried to go in with that kind of old group, once again, Kevin Garnett too. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think this is smart. It really is. They're not that established yet. So. Might as well just figure it out. Like the only person that's good on that roster is Cam Thomas. Yeah. And he's reminding us like a Jeremy. It's like a Jeremy. I think he's going on like a Jeremy Linron almost, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Can we say the Knicks are back now since they are now the true New York team now? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I guess. Because that was a brutal game by your Sixers on on Sunday night, by the way, before I was waiting to watch Bullies of Baltimore, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that 30 for 30 or no? No, I didn't. What was it about? The 2000 Ravens. Oh, okay. Definitely um, worth watching, by the way. Yeah, I need to check that out. Syracuse is in it. He was talking. Ray Lewis was in it. Um, Trent Dilfer was in it. Jamal Lewis. Brian Billick was in it. Word. Huh? Oh, it's just a word. That's yeah, right. definitely. Uh, other than that, yeah, KD's on the Suns now. Um, are they now your Western Conference fi- final, like your choice to go to the finals now? I think by default, but at the same time, I think they're a little overhyped. I mean, this happens every year at the deadline. All of these stars, they don't always work out. Um, you know, we've seen it multiple times now. So I don't know. I'm not trying to downplay them. Obviously, they're a really good team. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think it's going to change everything the way that mm-hmm. some NBA fans are talking about. And also just to to put it onto the Sixers in general, Sixers really have been having a pretty decent season and and doing everything they need to, um, which we're not always expecting of that. Mm-hmm. I think you got to give the roster some time. And I think that's kind of the case with a lot of these teams. You got to give it some time and, and build that chemistry. And when a guy like KD or Kyrie sit there and, and, you know, they build no chemistry together, even if I guess they kind of naturally have it when they're playing at their highest level, but, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's crazy to me that none of these players sit there and just like, you know, tie their boots up and, and try to continue to work hard no matter what their situation. Cause you're not going to really change it unless your mindset changes. And <laughs> it would have been funny if everything went full circle and Kyrie would have ended up with LeBron, but uh, you know, cause he needs his, his mentor once again, but it was just crazy anyways, which is like, yeah. Yeah. Like how, like you leave him in Cleveland and then you go and you say horrendous things about how he was a bad teammate and everything. Now you want to go back. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, that is just truly wild because it's like, 
like how like i will never understand it that's why because it's like weird as hell so yeah like what are we doing here honestly so um clyde you'll be back for guest lines next year right yeah i'll be around all right so this is the final one of the season appreciate everyone listening clyde's gonna go on clyde will be back and forth right yeah i'll be yeah i'm trying to focus on a some stuff right now but with being so busy but i'll be back at one point for sure clyde will be back do not worry so other than that thank you as always for helping us out guest alliance this year go birds go birds big thanks to clyde dorenzo he is gonna take his off time as now guest alliance is over for the football season and now we talk college basketball and so much more so rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. It will help us out a lot. Follow the podcast at the, at the Upper Bowl Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So you keep an eye on when the new episodes are coming out and dropping. So other than that, enjoy the Super Bowl. Have fun this weekend. Don't do anything stupid at all and have a good time. Take care. Bye.